Hey y'all, you already know what it is. I'm your host, Ray, and thank you for tuning into season two, episode two of the podcast, Redeemed and Saying So. We are gonna go ahead and get started with another random question. I don't have a guest with me today, but I just wanna keep it going so that you guys can get to know me as your host. And I found this random question generator and the question was, what is your favorite part of your daily routine? And I would say it's either like taking a shower at the end of the night, like that's my favorite thing, just like relax and I feel clean. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just get in the bed and go to sleep. Like I'm not a person, like I, I'd rather take my shower at the end of the day because I feel like if I take it in the morning, and then I go outside, like I'm that person immediately, like when I step outside, I feel dirty. It's like, oh God, I just like, I just took a whole shower and I'm dirty. Like, so um, I would say like the feeling of just being clean and in my bed and going to sleep, best thing in the world. Or I would say, honestly, it's just having my cup of coffee every morning. It's like, I. It's almost like muscle memory. Like there's a time when I was fasting so I couldn't have my coffee in the morning and it was like I kept reaching for it and it's not there and I was like, Oh Jesus Christ, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like I, I love I love 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 having my morning coffee. It is one of the best things. So yes, those are my favorite parts of my daily routines. I give you a morning and a night one. <laughs> but today I want to talk to you guys about submission. And I know a lot of you guys probably cringed when I said that because you know, the word submission, people are like, Ooh. um, <laughs> but that's another reason why I want to talk about it. I asked a question on my Instagram on the redeemed and saying so Instagram page. If you don't follow it, please go follow it now. Just type in redeemed and saying so it'll be there. <laughs> and I asked, what do you think of when you hear the word submission? And some of the responses I got were, you know, it can lead to manipulation. Some people said marriage. Some people said um, it represents love and respect. Some people said they think of submitting to God. Um, some people said, someone else said that it can be manipulative. Um, someone said Ephesians 5.22. That's the verse in the Bible where it references wives submitting to your husband. Um, someone also said when you submit to God, it can be a covering, etc. They said a lot of things. Um, I saw both negative and positive. So it was nice to get both perspectives. And while I do agree that submission can be a good and a bad thing, I think once we have a better understanding um, of what submission is, you know, you'll start to have more. The word will not seem so aggressive and it won't have such like a, a dark feeling behind it um, and I think one way we can get a better understanding is to look at the definition so I looked it up and one definition I found for the word submission is an act of submitting yielding or surrendering to the authority or control of another that being said my first question is why does submission have such a negative connotation to it and I think the reason behind that honestly overall and this goes for anything, like any good thing used in the wrong way can be bad. And as we go deeper in this, like, let me go ahead and make this statement now. I believe that everyone is submitted to something, whether you recognize it or not. You don't only have to be submitted to a person you're in a relationship with 
or to God or your parents, you can be submitted to emotions. You can be submitted to your own self. And I'm going to talk about why like that can be a very dangerous thing, but you can be submitted to your past. Like there are so many things that we are unintentionally yielding to, yielding to. And I believe that the sooner we can recognize those things, the sooner we will begin to see those cycles and feelings of stagnation end in our life. So let's take a look at relationships. And I'm going to touch on like romantic relationships, friendships, family. It's all going to be intertwined. So just follow with me. Um, but in, in this context of submitting one to another, um, it doesn't necessarily make one person less than or weaker. It just means that you reverence the other person and respond to them or see them as, you know, the leader of the relationship. And this is why me personally, I'm an advocate for intentionally dating because I believe that naturally submission is going to happen. Um, and that's, I think that's part of the reason why you very rarely see two very dominant, headstrong people together. And I know because I was a very dominant, headstrong person and I was prideful and it was me feeling like, you know, I don't want someone else controlling me. And it took a lot of humility to make something like that work. And it's not even that I was trying to, you know, disrespect him or disregard him, but I was just at a place where I was so confident, you know, to a fault almost. Well, yes, to a fault because it was pride. I was so confident in myself. I felt like, you know, I don't need anyone else's two cents in my life. Um, and we're going to also talk about like why that can be unhealthy in relationships. But I do believe that you have to be comfortable and sure of your identity so that you're able to recognize like when it's okay to let your guard down because I, you know, I'm with someone that I can trust that's going to lead me. Um, you have to be able to trust that this is someone who's going to lead you into more and this is someone that's going to complement your life rather than someone that's going to take from you or lead you astray to where you're not trying to go. Um, but also contrarily, you know, you have to be able to recognize when this person is trying to take adva advantage of you. You have to be able to recognize, you know, when are they taking your kindness for weakness? And this can apply to friendships as well. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And who are you, you know, taking advice from that doesn't have a similar mindset as you? They don't have to be, you know, the same person with the same goals. But you need to be sure that at the at the bare minimum, the two of y'all have core values that align. They're like, for me personally, there are about five people I will take advice from and not question their heart behind it, like period. And if I'm coming to you for advice because I need help with something, you know, that, that in itself is submission. You're humbling yourself and saying, hey, I need your wisdom. I need your leadership. I need your expertise on this. But in friendships and relationships, you need to know that person's character. You need to know their values. You need to know what plans they have for themselves because you don't need to be aligned with someone and allowing someone to pour into you who has no order or structure for their own life. So I really want to encourage you to find out what are your non-negotiables? What, what is your standard? Where are you going in your life? What are your plans? What are your expectations? Find your core group. Find those people that you can trust and set the standard. Like even for, that's for friendships and romantic relationships. Set the standard for the men and women, men, 
men or women, (laughs) sorry, that you're dating and then create boundaries for everyone else, you know, respectfully, but everybody can't go with you. Everybody can't be in your circle. Everybody can't hang, you know, especially like the older you get, there has to be a point where it's like you have your faithful few, like you can't call everybody your friend. You definitely can't call everybody your brother and sister. And that's just life. It's not, you know, to exclude anyone, but you know, once you have your mindset on this is where I'm trying to go, if you ain't getting right, you getting left respectfully, but that's just what that is. Um, something else I wanted to touch on was like the family aspect of it. And I know it's kind of touchy and you know, everyone is raised completely different. And that's even those who, you know, have the same parents. If you're like me, you know, me and my, my two sisters, we're like kind of further apart in age. Um, so you can see the difference in the interactions between the parent and child, you know, from, from each child. And while me, myself, I'm not currently a mother, you know, or a parent. So I'm just speaking from conversations with my friends and my siblings and my own experiences as a child, you know, and I overall hundred percent, I agree that children should obey their parents, despite how old you may be or how much you think, you know, I can guarantee you that your parents have lived more life than you. They have uh, more wisdom than you beyond what you can see. Now, I'm aware there are circumstances where, you know, parents might neglect a child or choose not to be involved in their life. And I'm going to leave that alone because that's just not the topic that we're trying to go to. But one thing I will say to parents from the perspective of a child is that to remember that they're still human. I don't believe that you have to be best friends with your child for them to respect you. I don't believe that you have to instill so much fear into them that they feel like they can't even talk to you when they messed up. Now, with parents, you know, I'm not telling anybody how to parent their child. I'm just not doing that. And I know everyone is different. And I think a healthy balance in any relationship looks like I trust you. I respect you. I'm willing to submit to you. And because of my love, I'm willing to abide by whatever terms and agreements that are set, you know, in whatever the case may be. That goes for friendships. That goes for romantic relationships. That goes for, you know, parent-child relationships. But I believe that the person who is the leader or, you know, the authoritative figure um, in the case of like family, I would say to be mindful, you know, to steward over the relationship and create an environment where both parties can grow. Now, let's go say you're in a healthy relationship or you're single and you have a good core friend group, but the truth is you're probably submitted to yourself. And I would say that's a dangerous place to be because it can be very hard to identify when you're in that place. There are so many times where we are submitted to ourselves and we don't recognize it. And these are some of the examples that I've seen. You are ruled by your emotions. You're constantly led by your past experience, your past experiences, and you end up projecting that trauma onto others. You are prideful to the point, you know, to where you don't think you need anyone else to succeed. You can't handle criticism. And let's be honest, you lack fruits of the spirit. You lack love. You lack joy. You don't have peace. You don't have patience. You're not kind. Um, 
you're not meek, you're not faithful, you don't have any self-control. Um, I would, I've also seen, you know, anxiety and codependency, trying to fill a void in something. And in no way at all, I promise, I am not saying that feelings are not real. I'm not saying the way you feel is not valid, but you have to get to a point where you recognize that your feelings are that, you know, they're feelings, they're circumstantial. You can't rule your life by emotions that change as the wind blows. And the reason I say this can be very hard to recognize because for a lot of people, it can be a place of normality. And me for myself, I can definitely attest to checking off every single one of those boxes at one point. And that's, it's a very real place. It's a very real place when you are going through to be ruled by your emotions, to look at your circumstance. One little conversation sets you off because you're, you're ruled by your emotions. You don't have that self-control and you're not submitted to, you know, for example, for me, you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit. I was, it's like every conversation would just set me off. I'd either get angry, I'd get saddish, or I'd just shut down because it's just like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I just don't. Or like the situations that I've gone through, I ended up like, I didn't, my trust issues got to a point where it's like, I don't want to deal with anybody because all y'all are fake. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Like when I became submitted to God, I was like, okay, God, like this was an experience. Let me take my lesson from it. But now let me see where you're calling me to. Let me give this, give you, give you these feelings because they're not getting me anywhere. I'm going in circles. So let me submit these feelings to you. Let me be submitted to you. Let me submit my flesh to you. Let me live by the spirit. And now it's like, I can see light from a different, I can see life from a different perspective. So, and again, feelings are, they're valid. You know, they're real. We're human. I'm not saying don't feel, but learn to recognize your feelings and learn to deal with them in a healthy way. If you have to get counseling, if you have to go see a therapist, do that. That's very healthy. Um, God gave us therapists, you know, but like I said, I was definitely there. Um, and this can be, it can be a very dangerous place because if you're only submitted to yourself, who or what do you have to hold you accountable? What is your measurement of growth? Like wh where do you get your resources to grow from? If you create an environment that doesn't allow anyone else in, what do you expect to put out? What do you expect to produce? And this is why I said earlier, submission in its healthiest form should yield benefits for you, for both parties, like for yourself and the person you're submitted to. So let's go deeper into that and look at the benefits of submission. So again, to give you the definition of submission, it's the act of submitting, yielding, or surrendering to the authority or control of another. And the word I like most is yielding because another definition of that, of the word yielding, means to produce. So like I said, if I'm submitting, I'm producing something. And I mentioned this also on the Instagram page, there are three things that you should gain when you submit to the right authority. You should get resources, you should gain rest, and you should gain relationship and intimacy. And we always talk about, you know, red flags, red flags, red flags, but here are some green flags 
that should come up in relationships when you're submitted. You know, one of the things that you gain access to is resources. In a healthy relationship of any kind, you gain resources and opportunities to things that you couldn't obtain on your own. Look at the United States, for example. You're a citizen of this country, you abide by the laws, you pay your taxes, but you know, imagine you don't have access to healthcare. Imagine you don't have access to freedom of speech. Imagine you don't have access to, you know, a fair trial in court. There are certain things that you get as a citizen when you abide to the law of the land that you wouldn't get if you were just on your own. Like there's so many resources that come with being a citizen, but to be a citizen, you have to be submitted. That's the only way you gain access to this. If you don't abide by the law, you lose your right to freedom. But that's one of the things you gain is access to resources. When you are submitted to an authority in the same way, being submitted to God, you have access to his spirit through Jesus. Now you have access to peace. You have access to love. You have access to joy. You have access to a right mind. You have access to to hope. When you're submitted to God, when you believe in Jesus and you get access to the Holy Spirit, now you have resources and opportunities that you didn't have when you were on your own. And that being said, you know, another thing that you should gain is rest. You should find some type of peace of mind and security in what you're submitted to. If you don't, that's an issue. Another one of the words and definition in the definition of submission is to surrender. There's a time, you know, me personally, I decided I'm willingly, you know, I'm gonna try to do this thing called life on my own. And it literally wore me to my wits end. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I could no longer bear the weight of my own. I just couldn't do it anymore. But when I surrendered to God, I was finally able to find a peace of mind I had hope for my future because I knew I was eternally secure in him. I had joy because I wasn't swayed by the little things anymore. I gained patience because I knew for a fact that all things would work together for the for my good. My surrender gave me strength. And, you know, a wise man once told me that you won't ever gain muscle if you never lift the weight. So it was me taking off that weight of my own, my own burdens that I was trying to bear on my own and giving that to God. When I surrendered that and submitted that to God, it was like, I gained strength in return. So I'm telling you, take my word or not, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is redeemed and saying so. I'm telling you, Give it to God. Let it go. I'm telling you, let it go. Let it all go. Like, and that's another thing. Don't try to halfway hold on to it. Because what's the, what's the point of giving one hand to God and like having one foot in and one foot out? You don't like, why not reap all the benefits? Why try to play God over your life in one area? but tell him to have his way in the other. 
you can't expect for all things to work together if you're only giving him half. Like, come on now, make it make sense. Like, seriously, though, let it go. Like, just let it go. I promise you, like, just try it. Inhale. When you exhale, let it go. Let it go. Leave it there. Leave it there. Don't pick it back up. When you let it go, walk away from it and walk away with peace and knowing that it's in the hands of the creator of the universe. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) But lastly, submission should gain you relationship and intimacy. We often take this for granted, having access to people and submitting to the right relationship. It should build you and it should push you into your purpose. And like I said, the same way, when you have that relationship with God through Jesus, you get access to the creator of the universe. Like, I'm not talking about the universe. I'm not talking about stars. I'm not talking about horoscopes and all that crap. You have access to a comforter. You have access to wise counsel. You, if, for the motherless, you have access to a mother. You have access to a father. You have access to a peacemaker. Whatever it is you need, whatever it is you need, God is that. I promise you, I've, I've tried them. I've tried them time and time again. You can't, you can't fill the void on your own. You can't try to find long-term satisfaction in temporary things. I promise you. I promise you, even relationships, you can only, and this is why it's dangerous to submit to the wrong person. If you are submitted to someone who's not submitted to God, when that person's gone, then what? You have to make sure that you two are both aligned with the same thing and that you're both submitted to God. Even though you're submitted, I'm okay, I'm speaking from the point of a woman. If I'm married and I'm submitted to my husband, if he's not submitted to God, then where are we going? And God forbid something happens to you. Now I'm sitting here stuck like Chuck. But it's so important to, like I said, figure out your non-negotiables. Set your standards. Set those boundaries. If they don't align with where you're trying to go, for me, if you're not submitted to God, it's just like off rip just just keep walking keep it stepping like (laughs) wrong answer um but yeah like and that goes for friendships too that goes for family too like I got to a point where it's like I love y'all but I'm trying to go somewhere and if you're not going with me you're just holding me back and it's all love it's all love at the end of the day but Submission should lead to growth. Like you shouldn't be stagnant, you know, when you're submitted to something. As that relationship grows, you should learn about yourself. You should learn about, you know, if you're if you're married, if you're in a relationship, you should learn about that person. You sh- y'all should both be growing, you know, together. And you'll begin to see your own strengths and your weaknesses. But that's the beautiful thing. Like it should reveal to you where you're weak at and produce opportunities for you to grow so i hope this helps somebody please share the podcast with somebody if it helped if it didn't share it anyways you know maybe it'll help somebody else you know maybe you just maybe you're submitted you straight you good you got it but um, i appreciate you for listening anyways i truly do It, it means the world to me i don't take it for granted 
Um, please follow us on Instagram at Redeemed and Saying So. Um, Facebook also interact with us. And I love you guys. <laughs> I really do. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Like you guys listening, it means the world. So I hope y'all have a great week. I will see you guys in a couple weeks with the next episode. this week's episode of Redeemed and Saying So. I'm your host, Ray, and today we have a very special guest, the author, the preacher, the teacher, the triumph coach, the fashion <laughs> icon, my personal megaphone, Robin oh, Henry. Hey. Give it up, live studio audience. Woo! Now it's both my Oh, no, you know how we do. We get together and just be making a bunch of noise. But oh, hey, sis. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for just allowing me to be on the podcast. Like, this is super dope. What you are doing is super, super amazing. I tell you that offline, but I'm going to tell you online because I need the people to know that you got real supporters in real life and we really do be about that business. Okay? That's my dog. That's my dog. Um, but I'm so excited for us to chit chat. I'm so excited for us to get and dive deeper into this conversation. Let's get it. I'm excited. Okay, so Robin is here today to talk with us about what it's like to go from trauma to triumph. But <laughs> before we get started, I do want to ask a random question okay, just go. to break the ice and for the listeners to get a fun fact about you. Okay. So if you could be a member of any TV show, what show would it be? Oh, that's easy. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, why you like this? <laughs> that's very easy. Most of my lingo is from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's either Phaedra, Nene, or Portia. You know, I've only seen Real Housewives. Like, get out. I've never seen a whole episode. Stop. Never. What are you doing? What I just, were you doing? Where were you? Like in 2011. They were wild and I was like, I can't No, 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 no. That's actually a really good time to watch. Like season, like everything before, I'd say season nine. Yeah, because after that, that's when they started. You could tell that it wasn't like. It was too, like, staged. Yeah, it was too scripted. So I was like. "Mm." But don't they just fight? No, they don't just fight. They um, give you a nice little read. Um, It's very classy. (laughs) Is it? Um, It is. It's very classy. Like there's an episode. Where this uh this lady, she's on the show. I'm not going to say too much to give too much away. But she was on the show, and basically she got red. But she was like, I don't feel red. But she did get red. So, you know, classy reads, you know. Like a book. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Because, no, yeah, it wouldn't be me. No, you don't find... See, when you, when you have a way with words, you you honestly are a winner. Like you don't have to throw hands. Don't throw hands. You don't. It's it's fun. No. Oh okay. Thanks. Y'all heard what y'all said. <laughs> Just kidding. She, she likes to go. She said nut if you bug. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So, 
I was thinking back and even now I was trying to be more intentional about my personal growth and one one of the things that I was trying to be intentional about is not being overly spiritual. Um I had to take a side. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, especially like being in church, it's very easy to forget how to be a human. Um yeah. and not even so much so that you're intentionally playing church, but when I don't know, I just think it's very easy to make everything super spiritual. Yeah. Like it's good to pray about everything, but then you also have to be like, Okay, sis, get in therapy. Right. Like the practical side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't you're still a human and that's okay. Right. Um Jesus in therapy, you know, drink yeah. tea. Mm-hmm. Get you a, ther- a therapist that's safe. Please and filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, then y'all both will be sitting up there, right? Confused and bound. (laughs) No, for real, that's a hot mess. But um, I definitely realized that um, I have the faith in God to know deliver me out of whatever situation. But Mm -hmm. I still had to recognize, like, okay, there's still like things that I have to like. I have to address the root of the issue as a human. Um. So I had the faith, but I wasn't putting in the work with it mm. because, child, I don't know what I thought the work was. I don't know. I was just sitting there hoping and praying for a miracle, right. but I wasn't putting any work in to deal with the emotions and the trauma or fears, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, myself, I was a very surface level person. Like yeah. I had trust issues. Um, I didn't want to open up. Yeah. Didn't want to deal with nobody. Yeah. Especially like anybody new. I was like, eh, stay over there. Right. But um, yeah, it was like I was asking God, like you know, send me these people, send me the right people for me. Um, asking for the opportunities, but it's like if you don't ever deal with the hurt or the trauma, whatever it is it might be, God is gonna present you with those people, and you're just gonna end up hurting them because you never dealt with your issues. Yikes. You know what I just heard when you were talking? I heard if you don't deal with the hurt, you won't do the work. That's it. And there was no work being done. Look, it's okay. Me too, sis. Me too. Me too. Me too. Even like, even opportunities, for example, like just as an example, say you get a new job, but you don't know how to deal with your mouth. You don't know how to deal with your anger. And then you go causing drama and now you're out of a job that you just prayed for so yikes yeah you you gotta deal with the root of an issue because like a tree um the root is where the source of like like the nutrients comes from Mm -hmm. so whatever you see produced from that tree it's a cause or it's there's a correlation between the fruit and the root so a lot of the times we look at the fruit and we think oh well, this person is this or this mm-hmm. person is that or we sometimes even ourselves we view situations like oh it's this it's that right. but what what is the where where are you getting these lenses from and so right. when you analyze where you're getting these lenses from then you go back to the root and you're like oh okay so this is coming from something that happened two years ago or maybe two months ago and I'm not healed from that or right. I'm not I haven't recovered from that so a lot of the times we do too much of trying to cut off a fruit or a branch when really we need to go to the source we need to get to the root we need to uproot and unlearn some things Mm -hmm. so we do need to go to therapy so we do need to speak with a counselor Mm -hmm. so we do need to probably go back and apologize so we 
we do need right. to go back in and say, okay, you know what, sis, you were tripping because it wasn't even that deep. Or sometimes we just need to be real with ourselves and just say, hey, you know what, I have an issue. And just because I don't know how to fix the issue doesn't mean that I'm, I'm weak. It doesn't. That's not, that I don't understand where that comes from. I think a lot of the times we try to, and I'll speak for myself, we try to carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. We try to like carry all these different things. But then the Bible says that, the, he, Jesus says, come to me all ye who, who, who labor and are heavy laden yeah. and I will give you rest. There are too many of us who are carrying these things. We're carrying burdens. We're carrying yokes. And, and God is like, what are you doing? Give oh, me that. Give me that. And it's like, I know me, for example, like I, I will pray about something, but I would pick it back up. Oh, girl. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. What did you just spend all that time praying for? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were just going to pick it back up. Pick it back up. It's like, you want God to be Lord over your life, but you're only giving him part of it. Uh Uh-oh. And it's like, pick your battle sis. Uh Uh-oh. And then, even even in those prayers i wasn't being completely vulnerable with god even with god i wasn't being com- completely transparent and it's not that i didn't trust him but honestly i just made it a, a habit to just not be completely vulnerable um because that's just not what i was used to and so it was like the saying closed mouths don't get fed Jeez. you don't open your mouth and you're not willing to ask for the help what results are you expecting my god so i was just sitting there going in circles my god child no, that's a real place. That is a real place. But oh I like something you said um, about people seeing it as weak because one of the points I had, um, the three things I was looking at was transparency, accountability, and vulnerability and mm-hmm. how they go hand in hand often. Yeah. Because um, I think transparency requires a level of vulnerability yeah. and to some people that's considered weak. Mm-hmm. Like some people, especially like in black households, like... <sighs> emotions was that Mm. like what are you crying for and it's like what you mean what i'm crying for i'm i'm hurt yeah you hurt me you just yelled at me or you just took my food away or you just like (laughs) beat me like no for um, real hello and i think a lot of the times that ends up something that one person might not see as um i say traumatic but even that some people think that's something you know huge and like dramatic but something traumatic could be like getting yelled at Mm. like some people have an issue with people raising their voice at them because it's like they associate with they associate that negatively when it could just be one person being passionate they're not necessarily trying to be negative um, towards you um but people can i say something oh my god because this is let me tell y'all something i love talking to ray because whenever she and I, so we we typically have our bible studies let me just a little caveat we typically have our bible studies on tuesday and it's like early in the morning before both of us go to work and whenever she and i talk like it's it's crazy like the revelations honestly i feel like we bounce off of each other yes. to be honest and so when you were talking um i just thought about how a lot of the times uh, people are walking around um, wounded and they're hurt and they're, they're still in this trauma because people associate trauma with 
um, drama. And I like how you said because mm-hmm. it wasn't dramatic. So a lot of the times people are like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Right. No. To you. To it, Okay, to, to you, you. To you. Okay. And because of that, we have normalized perversion in a sense. Yes. And so all perversion is, is basically making an abnormal thing normal. Mm-hmm. And so that is... Oh my God! I just had to share that. I, no, that's you know, good. I, somebody needed to catch that because I caught it, so I'm I'm throwing it back to y'all because no, man, there are so many people out here who are like, oh no, I'm good. You know, although my mama used to take my food from me and da 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 da, da or although you know my my dad used to do this to me, or although my friends used to do this to me, you you consider that a normal thing. But as time went on, because it was not a dramatic thing, or because it was not on the extreme level of the scale. You just associated your trauma as being something normal, but mm-hmm. now we see that perversion has become a, a dominant factor in your life. You've now normalized the abnormal. Yeah. Yikes. Like, and one thing that I see that's common a lot is like eating disorders. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize they have them, and yeah. I said that because you were talk. You mentioned, um, you know, my mom used to take my food for me. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, what about the people who are like, oh, you know, you're looking a little thick, you're looking a little chubby. Yeah. Or even people who are like, oh, you're so small. I wish I could be small like you, but you don't know what that person is yeah. sitting there internalizing yeah. that as. Like, you think that's a compliment, but that person is like, I'm too small. And now they yeah. overeat. Right. And they, like, you you really have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it to people. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't see what they're going through as trauma. Because they don't, they, it was perverted. It was no, it was normal to them. Yeah. So, dang, that's really sad. Oh Lord, everybody's gonna hurt. Like, no, for real. We got a lot to unpack. My goodness. But the other thing that, um, as far as looking at transparency, vulnerability, and accountability, I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between honesty and transparency. Because you, it's your level of transparency that then requires accountability for the actions that you are transparent about. Yeah. Um, and now makes you responsible for, you know, if you're transparent about, oh, I deal with this. I deal with, uh, I'm addicted to porn. I'm addicted mm. to sex. Yeah. The more transparent you are, well, now you have more responsibility as far as correcting those actions. Yeah. So it's like, a lot of people it's not that they don't want to be transparent but it's like do i really want to take responsibility for my actions Mm. like because i'm comfortable here Mm. like sometimes people are comfortable in their trauma because it's normal to them and that's it becomes a safe space to them and like you said that that is perverted but that's normal to some people some people stay in um domestic domestically violent relationships because that's what they see in growing up, so they think yeah. that's normal. And Eesh. when you don't get to the root of it, you, it can end up taking your life. And that's very, I would honestly hate for that. But but you know what? I'll say this. Healing is a choice. It is. Because a lot of the times we recognize that things are abnormal. But because, and sometimes it's not even that we're not transparent. Because a lot of us are transparent. Because some of us, and we've had this conversation before. I think we had it like a, a year or two ago where it's not that people are not transparent. It's just that after the transparency, people don't want to do the work. Mm -mm. You just want to be, oh my God, woe is me. When I was young, Mm -hmm. I had this, I went through this. 
oh my god this is my song this is my story okay right and so you don't want to do anything and so i i think it's a thing of like people don't want to do the work of healing because it is very aggressive because you and it's so in is evasive the word invasive um it's it's so much in your face Mm -hmm. because you have to look at you and you have to check you and that's Mm -hmm. where that accountability comes from that self-accountability in addition to having those external accountabilities from others mm-hmm. as well. So I just wanted to throw that little nugget in there. No, that's fast. good because yeah. it can very easily be a crutch. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I've been through this when I was younger. And I'm not, in no way is that to discredit what you've no. been through, but how long is that going to be your excuse? Right. Like, and how many years ago was that? And you recognize that there is a problem. And see, it'd be it'd be one thing if you didn't recognize right. there was a problem. But you recognize it's a problem, but then you, you then use it as a weapon and you use it as a manipulative mm-hmm. uh, tactic. Oh, That's not okay. It's not. Because not only are you, you, you're hurting your health, but you're also hurting you as well. You're mm-hmm. causing for you to be stagnant in life and not being able to progress, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or whatever. Because you are still holding on to this spot in your life and you just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. I personally think that the root of that, like at least in the people that I've seen that tend to do that, that tend to be honest about what they've been through, but don't take the steps to work out that healing process. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fear of letting go like what they know. Yeah. They well, that's know, a real thing though. That's what they know and yeah. it's like, that's a real thing i have to yeah what is my life gonna look like after this right this is all i've known yeah but it's like imagine how much lighter you're gonna be imagine how much more beautiful your life is gonna look when you don't have this dark cloud hanging in the back of your mind yeah because even those people that are willing to talk about it don't understand the difference between honesty and and transparency Mm. because your level of transparency will then require accountability for those actions that you desire to change hmm that's so good. no, I think honestly, being okay because I didn't even think about it that way when you said it that there's a difference between being honest and being transparent. Mm-hmm. I think you can be honest about how you feel, but you can't. So hmm, you can be honest about how you feel, but at the same time, you can also in like in you being honest, mm-hmm. you could be still withholding information. Mm-hmm. You're not being completely transparent. And so I've never considered the two to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think transparency, it requires a lot of strength. Everybody cannot be transparent, but everybody can be honest mm-hmm. because I think transparency is rooted in the root it's Mm -hmm. rooted in like the deep core of you not to say not to be you know so deep or overly spiritual i mean not even be overly spiritual but you know not to make because you know people be like oh it's not that deep but it is that deep it is because the only way that you are able to be transparent is if you are deep within yourself Mm -hmm. if you have that um sense of awareness about yourself enough to say you know what xyz boom bang bang you know what i'm saying that's the only way that you're able to just be um transparent yeah so it it takes a it takes a different kind of strength to to be open and vulnerable and raw in front of someone it does it takes a lot of strength it really does i think that's i can understand at least for me Uh because i've been there like i opened up to the wrong people and then ended up had my business in somebody else's ear Hmm. and it's like dang yeah the person i called my brother or my sister I, now yeah. like 
because this person that I thought was close to me hurt me. Mm. Now I really can't open up to anybody. Mm. Um, but that's why I said <clears throat> once you're able to identify the root, yeah. it's like now I have the discernment to say, okay, maybe I, it's not time to open up. Right. Maybe I shouldn't open up to this person. Yeah. Maybe I can't open up to this person because they've yeah. shown me these characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. So, yeah. That's good. There's a lot of power in, vulner- in vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. yeah. Because I think even me, like, as I've been transparent, and almost like you said, it does take strength because as you're transparent, it's almost like you're unlocking that within you that you were just burying. Uh-huh. It's like now that I finally opened my mouth, uh-huh. it's like, okay, I've said it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, now... It almost like it starts the it's you're starting the car. Uh huh. So it's like okay, we start the car. We got to put our foot in the gas. Right. It's like okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. That's where you start finding the accountability the accountability people that yeah. you can trust in your circle. That's it's like good. okay, I know where to go. Like I can trust these people, so I'm gonna go here. Yeah. And here's my baggage. Like mm-hmm. I need you to get in the car. Come with me. This is where we're going. But mm-hmm. until you're transparent, you're just gonna be sitting in the car. Child. You're just gonna be sitting in the driveway. Girl. Wishing you was at the store. Girl. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Transparency. Y'all better be transparent. Open your mouth. Say something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this episode was because I read your book and I think it was the epitome of transparency, accountability, vulnerability. Wow. It's the epitome of redeemed and saying so. Wow. <laughs> um, because you. the book was so raw. Mm. It was so... And even though, like, I knew it was about you, yeah. I, when I stepped back from, you know, being your friend, looking at it as, oh, this is my friend, my friend went through this, oh, it was so sad, I looked at it as, like, this is someone who really went through something in their life, yeah. and I'm walking through it with them. Like, I'm literally, I was at this party, I was in the car when y'all was turning up, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the dorm room when y'all was acting up, like... Yeah. And you really walked, you, you didn't hold back. And I was like, (laughs) wow, this is real. Yeah. Like, this is very real. Yeah. And that's, that was very beautiful. Like, the way you illustrated that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And you know what? I had to be real because that's where I was. Mm -hmm. I spent too long being Mm -hmm. fake. I spent too long um, trying to please everybody. I spent too long going home and crying myself to sleep at night. I spent too long, um hiding behind the smoke mm-hmm. and when i mean smoke like actual like marijuana weed um <laughs> yeah. drugs okay yeah. i don't do that no more so i don't go to police um but i i spent too long being this this <laughs> this person that i wasn't and i wasn't happy mm-hmm. and so i had to be so real because i know that if i'm going through this i know somebody else is going through mm-hmm. this as well so i know that there are a lot of different um birds out there who are caged and one of the things about birds i did a study on it before um i released the book of course and i found that when you put the bird has the ability to fly correct Mm -hmm. 
Um, it has wings for a reason, so mm -hmm. it is going to fly. It is, in some way, shape, or form, has it has the capacity to get off the ground. Right. But when you cage a bird, nine times out of ten, what that does is it mentally shuts off its capacity. It mentally shuts off its system wow. to where it thinks that it no longer has the ability to fly. Wow. So when you take this bird out of the cage, mm -hmm. um, or even if you were to leave the, the cage gate open, mm -hmm. it wouldn't fly because it's been in here for so long right. and it's been bound for so long that's and so normal exactly and so that's why i it was so important for me to really do a study on that because i thought about it i'm like man how many people are literally in a cage maybe you're not in a physical cage but you're in a mental cage yeah. maybe you're in a space where you're like man i don't know what to do i feel like the walls are closing in on me but you you have the capacity to be great you have the potential to be great but you're you're surrounded by chaos you're surrounded by different noises you're surrounded by by destruction you're surrounded by these different things and because you've been surrounded in this so long now you succumb to this but this is why the bible says um to to be transformed to not um conform to the things of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of, of your, your mind. mind and so that is why sometimes you that's why you hear a lot of the times when people are in jail and this makes sense. I'm not lost. A lot of the times when people are in jail, yeah. they they they're it's not. They may battle. be bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may be bound physically. But even let's let's even take it a step further. Okay, let's think about Paul when he was in jail, mm -hmm. and and you could see that he was bound. But yeah. even mentally, he still had the ability to give a sacrifice of praise. He yep. still had the ability to open up his mouth and still praise God while he was yet in this this cell while he was right. yet in this physical cell and so a lot of the time some of us are in mental cells mm -hmm. mentally and so I'm like man how many people are mentally in a cell how many people are mentally bound how many people are smiling in front of folks but then on the inside you're like man I could They're really just apart. listen Listen, man, no, I could real. really OD on these drugs right here on this and Tylenol. This Listen, I could really run off the road real quick. I could really go and take these scissors and do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. I could really go and buy all this alcohol and whatever, whatever. I could right. really go pull up on homeboy, even though I know he doesn't love me, but I'm going to give him what he wants. And then in return, when I do that, he still puts his hands on me. But it's the fact that he loves me. How many people are caged and you are st and, and, and you, you feel like you have mm -hmm. no way? out but I've come to remind you that there is a way out okay I'm going too hard let me calm down mm -hmm. go but ahead. go off the point is is that I had to be raw I had to be real because there's too many people out here being fake and there's too many people mm -hmm. out here dying there's too many people out here literally are zombies you're like yeah. you're, you're a literally. dead man walking literally. you have no life because mentally you're bound and so listen it's time for the cage birds to finally sing because what what happens if you notice see i'm an outside person i love being outside i love 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 <laughs> yeah, we're nature. not the same it's okay it's okay <laughs> my sis don't like being outside that's all right i'll take a picture and show you <laughs> um you. but i love being outside i love to watch nature i love to people watch i just love being outside and just i just love it and so what you'll notice is when you hear one bird sing, mm -hmm. you'll hear another one mm -hmm. sing. And then another one will come from somewhere like, uh-oh, what's going on? What right. y'all doing? They fly. Now, I don't understand bird, but <laughs> the point, <laughs> the point is that when one bird sings, yeah. another bird sings. And so I told God, I remember I was sitting in my bed in my old apartment. 
And I was like, Lord, you know what? I am willing to look stupid. Mm -hmm. I am. Because what I did was very stupid. It was. In the natural, Mm -hmm. it was very stupid. In the natural. In the natural, it was. Because who opens their mouth and says, oh, by the way, I I have an incurable STD. Mm -hmm. You you would think, oh, well, you out here having unprotected sex. You're out here um, having sex before marriage and you want God to do that. You want God to do what? Mm -hmm. Who out here opens up their mouths and and gives you full detail? Because you put everything out there. Everything. everything out there. Listen, I was coming for everybody. Okay. okay? Coming for myself. So I said, you know Mm -hmm. what? Lord, I'm willing to look crazy if it means that another bird has the ability to sing. That's so beautiful. That's it. That's, That's so the selfless. synopsis, y'all. That's really what it is. That is the cage bird finally sings. It's it's just about, you know, the, the topic of conversation today, like being vulnerable, being mm-hmm. real, being raw, being relatable, being honest about mm-hmm. where you are in life, because that's what life is all about. Um, that is, is that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You got to get in a rhythm of, of just being truthful with yourself. Like, Honestly, not you know, you, you just have to, uh, that I, I can say this from, from, because I've been there yeah. and now that I'm not, I'm just yeah. like, that's exhausting. Yeah. That's li- like, it takes too much energy to it fake the phone. It takes too much. It's too much. Yeah. And, um. Dang, I just went blank. No, it's all right. You said it might look stupid in the natural. Yeah. But you you put it all out there. Oh, and yeah. And you're healed. Oh, yeah. So what is there to talk about? Like, oh. They can't even try to talk about you. Y'all can. Because they just going to end up looking dumb. Y'all can. And that's all right. I'll pop you. Don't talk about my Good. Let, let them talk, though. Let them talk. Because you you let me know that I'm doing something worthwhile. Thank okay. you. How my how my name tasting your mouth? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's just free publicity. Listen, okay, listen. Go ahead, drop the link while y'all at it. Okay, okay. I'm you might on Amazon. Period. No, for real. But like, imagine somebody trying to talk about you, and it's like, bro, I'm not even that person anymore. It's like, that's why it doesn't phase me. Mm-mm. It doesn't phase me. Um, somebody tried to bring up something of of my past to try to throw a dagger at me. And I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> why are you trying to shame me about something that I already did? I already put it Matter out there fact, for you. That I already put out for the world to see. So how could Literally. you, do you know how silly you look trying to make me look bad? But in return, you silly look dumb. Girl, gone with Please your wig. Okay, gone. And buy another <laughs> book while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine as you were writing the book, um, because of how raw it was, you definitely had to relive a lot of that. So what were some of your feelings as you were writing the book? And did that ever discourage you? Did you ever feel like, you know, maybe I just shouldn't do this. Maybe I should stop. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. There was, um, I was on my last two chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was actually on chapter seven. Chapter seven is my favorite chapter in the book because um, it is where I detail um, everything that happened uh, in being sexually assaulted by a family member. And it's my favorite chapter because I think for the first time, that was the first time that I really um, accepted that it did happen, mm-hmm. that that was the truth, and this is what happened, mm-hmm. regardless of how crazy or stupid it may sound or what 
or what who chooses finger, to believe right, it. Right, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, chapter seven uh, is titled Healing. Um, and so, yes, I was in the middle of wrapping this chapter up. And I think I had just told, you know, my dad and, you know, his side of the family about what happened. Um, because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like mentally, it, it was just weighing me down. I could not do it. And so I, I told my people and it, it like the stuff hit the fan. Mm-hmm. It hit the fan and was swinging. The room stank. <laughs> like people yeah. clothes was dirty. <laughs> I just want to paint the picture for you because no, it was a yeah. hot rotisserie mess. It was crazy. It yeah. was like we were in... A barnyard like mm-hmm. it was crazy and so at that time my uh my cousin reached out to me the one who assaulted me he reached out to me and Ray, when I tell you I spent it was either two to three hours messaging this boy back mm-hmm. on whatsapp oh I said you don't lost your mind you done Tom. lost your mind I got time today yeah. if you got you sitting up here on your phone messaging me oh I'm we gonna do this mm-hmm. and so I remember it was 7 o'clock in the morning I text Pastor Josh I said thank you so much oh lord I done dropped his name well that's my mentor <laughs> but I text my mentor and I said listen thank you so much um for <laughs> helping me do this I hope you don't mind me name dropping um <laughs> I said, thank you so much for allowing me to do this, but I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I'm, I'm done with this. This is stupid um, because I'm getting attacked for something that's supposed to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, y'all tell people if something happened to you, say something, and I'm saying something, why am I being attacked? Mm-hmm. And so, for being a um, yeah. And so he was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's what? It's seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't even, you know, gotten up. Can you wait? <laughs> Can you wait? <laughs> What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely an instance where I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And then he had to remind me, Robin, this comes with the territory. Yeah. He said, even at the beginning, he constantly reminded me, he said, Robin, I, I asked you, I've asked you and I continue to ask you, are you prepared for people to come against you? Mm-hmm. Because you're coming out with something that's so weighty, it leaves, I mean, it's just an open door for, of opportunity, mm-hmm. of opposition. So are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I said, yeah, but dang, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast before right. the book even came out. Um, and so when it came out, that was a whole nother thing. But that was definitely one of the biggest times because I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think another thing that made me super nervous was um, talking about having um, herpes Mm -hmm. when I knew that the Lord had already healed me of herpes. But it it was a crazy thing to say it because I'm like, I've never heard anybody come out and say, number one, I have herpes. Number two, I trust the Lord to heal it. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear about an STD, you're like, oh, you was wilding. You was a thought. Right. You was doing this, da 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 Which in my case, that was not the case. Um, but even if it was, the Lord can still heal if I go to him and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Period, point blank. So He can raise the dead. Okay. Sure, that ain't nothing to him. Nothing. And so I was so scared because I believe only a few people knew mm-hmm. about it at the time. And then also, um, 
I in the book I, I I share the revelation that was the first time that I ever heard God speak to me so clearly and he said to me Robin I'm gonna heal you but it's gonna be in my own timing mm-hmm. and I was like Lord okay you know but you know when you when God tells you something that's super crazy but it's just between you and him so mm-hmm. it's like you know you got all the faith in the world but then when you start telling people you like okay this, sound a little this crazy. sounds crazy <laughs> I sound like I've gone back crazy what's going on and so um that was another thing that I was afraid of because nobody knew Mm -hmm. no one knew so I was like oh my goodness this is about to literally end my life um at the time um yeah I was single still single um and so I was like man like this is going to just ruin my like dating life um and I was like god like what the freak I can't put this out here like I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. I, I still I still want to be valued as a woman. I still, I don't want to be viewed as a stained woman. Right. And so, you know, things like that. So it was just a lot of back and forth. Um, but, you know, God did it. So we are here two years later. Um, and, you, and God is good. He's a healer. He's, he's a restorer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And so, um, yeah, man, the cage bird finally sings. That's my baby. I that is that. my baby. Toddler. That she is a she's toddler, two. two years old. Wow. That's crazy. She's a big girl now. She's a big girl. <laughs> she is talking. <laughs> oh, she, well, she's singing, really. <laughs> okay. Oh, my baby. goodness. Mariah Carey singing. Girl, Mariah Carey. Okay. Girl, knocking her out the park. <laughs> so, when did you know it was time to write? Like, when did you know it was time to start writing? Um, because you said the sexual assault happened about three years ago. Yes. Um, and the book is two years old. Yes. So when were you like, okay, it's time? Because I think a lot of times some people can do can end up opening their mouth uh-huh. and talking about situations prematurely. Yeah. Or, you know, oversharing uh-huh. or sharing to the wrong people. Um, and that ends up causing more damage to them because they're not emotionally prepared for that um, step. And it ends up damaging them more so. When did you know, like, okay, this is time? I knew it was time to write. Um, honestly, when I got the name, The Cage Bird mm-hmm. Finally Sings. Because I think I had gone through so much prior to the assault, but the assault was honestly the cherry on top mm-hmm. because that pissed me off. Because prior to the assault, four months before the assault, um, or because this all happened in July. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, four months before the assault, I, I had fully, um, I told God, I said, you know what? I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm really going to be serious about this, you know, Jesus thing and mm-hmm. really being, yeah. you know, wholesome and stop having sex and stop talking to men. Because uh, a part of my story is that I really did struggle um I would say the men were my kryptonite. They Mm -hmm. were my weakness um, because I had always been affirmed by a man, but it wasn't in the way that a woman needs to be affirmed. Mm -hmm. It was always a physical thing or a lustful thing or a sexual thing. And so for a long time, I just thought that that's where my value was and that's what type of woman that I was. And so when I had gotten the results back from the test and found out that I had an STD, I said, okay, you need to chill out, mm-hmm. relax, um, and get to know yourself. Who is Robin? Like, 
Who is she? Where is she going? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What irritates her? What does she love? Um, and so I, I just went on that full pursuit. It was the hardest thing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard because I, my phone has never been dry. I always had somebody on my line, Mm -hmm. but I was so serious about pursuing after God and being this woman that he called me to be Mm -hmm. that I was like, I don't care. Right. If I got to drop you, 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 I don't care. I had, I checked my phone the other day. I totally forgot about this. But at that time, I went through a whole blocking spree. Mm-hmm. There are so many numbers in my phone right now that are still blocked. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I was so serious. And even in things like that, you have to be super aggressive. And so, um, yeah, so I, I was fed up. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to dedicate my life. Da, 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 da. So, I'm serious about it. I'm going at it. And then uh, when I get sexually assaulted, that's when I knew that, okay, this is a real thing because the, the sexual assault was more, more than a sexual assault for mm-hmm. me. It was like, okay, I see that the enemy is really trying to take my identity as being a woman who's only good for sex mm-hmm. because why would a man attack me or, or, you know, come after me right. in this way? You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I'm like, what in what is this? So then that is when I really got pissed. And I said, okay, it's time to up the ante. Because mm-hmm. now I realize that there's something within me that is super valuable mm-hmm. that the enemy clearly doesn't want me to see. Right. So you're going to send a curveball to make me think that, oh, you haven't changed. You haven't transformed. You're going to always be like this. Men are only going to mm-hmm. talk to you for your body. Yeah, you got the cute little waist, the tiny waist, whatever, whatever, and all that stuff. That's all that you're good for. And I said, no, that's that's not, not it. That's not it. And so, um, so yeah. At that time, I knew back in, so a couple of months later, that happened in July, so um, August, September, October, November, four months after that, I was supposed to start writing the book. Um, actually, no, excuse me. I was supposed to release the blog, Robin Speaks, mm-hmm. um, on November 22nd, uh, 2019, but I was scared, and so then I pushed it back to December 2020, or mm-hmm. December 22nd, 2019, and that's when I initially started writing, mm-hmm. and then when January came, from the photo that I took after church mm-hmm. um, one Sunday, and I titled the um, the caption as The Case Where Finally Sings, and then um, I sat down that Monday to start blogging for Robin Speaks, mm-hmm. and then I heard The Case Where Finally Sings in my spirit, I was like, what, the, what is that? <laughs> Um, and so, so I was like, okay, Not so I'm burning your ear, right? I was like, what is that? So I, I went back to, um, I went back to Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I, I sat down and I said, okay, well, if this is going to be a blog series, let me write out what topics I'm going to talk about. And so I heard rejection, silence, abuse, denial, broken freedom or broken healing freedom. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not just a, a blog post. This is a book. Um, and then I said, you know what, I'm gonna just go for it. We'll see what happens. Um, and at first the, the, the first draft was very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, bye. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't even getting nobody, no details. Right. Gone. Very surface level. Right. So I, I had to go back and, um, yeah, I went back and I, I gave the full detail and I, I gave what is now the case birth finally. Girl, she gave the. Listen. I took she y'all back gave. to the garden, okay? Was naked and not afraid, okay? Period. Because, baby, that book is changing lives. And Oof. it will continue to. Amen. 
is honestly is so beautiful like thank you and it's although it's relating to you know sexual assault and from the perspective of a woman right. in relationship with men who don't necessarily value her right um as a woman it's still the theme of taking your trauma and saying this is not who I am yeah is applicable to anybody yeah it is it is um and i think it's 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 not even so much on the sexual assault um, I think the sexual assault is just the last, mm-hmm. it was just the last thing that mm-hmm. kept me bound. Because at that point, after that, I said, oh, no, nah. Right. Nah, we're not doing this. But in each stage, you know, I walk people through rejection. So it's 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 for those who may feel rejected by family mm-hmm. or, you know, feeling silent by different things or feeling abused. The abuse doesn't have to be physical abuse. Mm-mm. It could be emotional, mental, or physical. Um, and not physical as far as, you know, throwing hands right you know um and then i walk you through being in denial you know mm-hmm. d- being in denial How could of this the abuse to me? right exactly and then being broken by the truth and different things like that so i feel that this book is applicable for anybody in any stage or season in their life um but yeah listen tough <laughs> My God, that's I gotta go back home and read that book. I don't, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta go back. Sometimes you really have to go back and remember who you are, remember where and you, where come, you from. come from, because it keeps you humble and it mm-hmm. keeps you grounded and it keeps you reminded that God is indeed a. Um, he's not a man, as the scripture says, that he's not a man mm-hmm. that he shall lie, nor is he the son of man that he shall repent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's faithful. He's so faithful. You just gotta walk that thing out. You just have to literally walk that thing out. And sometimes you don't even have to look back. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, what's in front of you will mm-hmm. will will show you what was behind you. Um, and you'll have a, a greater appreciation of what's in, for, in, in front of you and what's to come. So, man, God, thank you. So... What is something now being where you are? What is something you would tell your former self? Oh, Lord, <laughs> oh my God! I think, oh man, I think, oh Lord, who? I think what I would tell my former self is that you, you know who you are. You know who you are. Right. I think I've spent a lot of time, and even recently I realized that I spent a lot of time dumbing down who I am to fit the capacity or the cup for somebody else. And I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. I am not doing that because the only person that that hurts is me. Yeah. Because the only person who is left in question and confused Mm -hmm. and bewildered is me, Mm -hmm. is you. If you are that person who feels as though you keep dumbing yourself down or you keep putting a shade on your light and and you keep dimming your light so somebody Mm -hmm. else can see baby if you can't see go get you some sunglasses or get out the way because i'm born to shine and i'm going to shine Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not gonna like i think that was the most irritating thing um growing up was i knew I knew there was, I, I knew I was born for greatness. I knew, right. I, I just knew I was a powerful woman. I knew I was a strong little girl, even in the, it just even growing up, right. like I just knew, but it was like, you can't say things like that because then sometimes people mm-hmm. take that as you being cocky or right. you being arrogant. And it's like, no, 
that's literally who just who I am and I know who I am but I feel like when you when you kind of when you're shaky in that um, you allow for like so many people to just come in and say whatever and so because I didn't know who I was or I didn't stand mm-hmm. firm in who I knew I was um, a lot of people came and placed a lot of labels on me mm-hmm. that I had to remove later on in life um, look at me like I'm 47 girl I'm only 22 <laughs> you've lived a lot of life though so. you've lived a lot of life <laughs> sound like somebody church mother <laughs> So even now, um, yeah. being where you are as yeah. this woman who's able to stand in the authority of Jesus and who yeah. knows who she Come is, on, and Jesus. it's like, there's no, like, you can't, nobody can tell you otherwise. Nah, you can't. Shut but your you're still, <laughs> there is. Shut up. Shut up and shut it down. Okay. Window, shut up. Girl, shut it down. And don't restart, okay? Don't. Just unplug. Girl, just break the motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> So, not you making me forget. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I got jokes. I play too much. So, as someone mm-hmm. who you, you're where you are now. Yeah. But you're still human. Yes. You still have your triggers, if you will. Unfortunately. How do you how do you deal with those now, being mm. where you are? Yeah. You know. So. In my second book, um, Signed a Girl Trying to Heal, mm-hmm. this book is honestly a pocket guide to um, to living and maintaining triumph. And so in this book, I talk about the OWL system, which is acknowledge, accept, and live. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have a trigger, I have to take a moment to pause. Because mm-hmm. me, I'm a busybody. I like to go, 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 like go, to go. Move. I got to be still. And when I recognize that something is wrong, see, a lot of the times, especially in the church, we just associate emotions as, um, ooh, uh-uh, pray that away, yeah. get that, get away, get away. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> stop that, first of all. Um, because... <laughs> Your soul is literally made up of your mind, will, and emotions. So if you are running something away um, that is a part of you, that when God breathed his his breath into you and you became a living soul, Mm -hmm. as some versions of the Bible does say... um, you Then then there's an imbalance, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to take a moment to pause and really ask myself and really backtrack, you know, trace my steps. Mm-hmm. What happened? Where did this come from? What did I see? Who did I talk to? What did I read? What did I go back and read again? Or mm-hmm. what did I go back and look at again? So I have to acknowledge it, first of all, mm-hmm. acknowledge the trigger. Because a lot of the times we try to move past and ignore it and just do busy work. No, because uh-uh. when right. it's time to go to bed, I'm Sorry. going to bed. I'm mm-hmm. not sitting up here thinking about this, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to acknowledge it and then you have to accept. Sometimes you have to reaccept mm-hmm. that the event has occurred mm-hmm. because a lot of the times when triggers do come, it's it's like it's like, oh, my God, it's right, like you're right. reliving it again. Um, but you have to accept it, whether you have to accept it 10 times within one minute. Mm-hmm. That is OK. Or 10 times within an hour or a day, you know, space it, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you have. But to saying do. like, I know right. you're there. Exactly. And so the acceptance is not. Um, acceptance of the event, but it's acceptance of you acknowledging that the event mm-hmm. has happened. And so after you've done that, then it's it's time to live. It's time to, to get back to life. I think, honestly, now that I've healed, I realize that 
I realized the stronghold that trauma really has on us. Mm-hmm. I realized how it is a, a, a clogger to the pipeline of the soul. Mm-hmm. I realized how it really halts people in their destiny, in their pursuit to living in total freedom. And so when it's time to get back to life, it's time for you to get back to your day. It's time for you to get back, get back to having fun with your friends and your family mm-hmm. and your, you know, your loved ones and things like that. It's time for you to get back to having fun just having fun whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like for you but it's it's time to get back to living because this thing is a dead thing and it's trying to weigh you down and so once you've gone through the steps of acknowledging and accepting it drop that weight and let's get back to life let's get back to life please please i got time for that i'd be walking like i talk it girl (laughs) well that was my last question wow this was fun this was amazing. This was fun. I'm Hopefully. sorry, y'all. This is long. I hope, you know, maybe y'all run on trip. Child, they gonna have to get the over gym. <laughs> Maybe you're on a road wow. trip. <laughs> this is, wow. This has been one of my favorite episodes. No, this was dope. Wow. This was dope. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Seriously, thank you for your time and your vulnerability. Oh, Lord. Because, no, you didn't have to. You really Child. didn't. You could have been like, go read the book. No. You, you didn't know. have to come sit here yeah. for over an hour of your day and share with me and i i don't take it for granted at all i appreciate you you. thank you for even you know doing this thank you for creating spaces for your listeners to really connect with different voices that you bring on your Mm -hmm. platform um and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and i'm i'm grateful that you invited me on the show um and and i'm so excited to see what what comes from this i'm so excited to see where you go so I'm proud of you. Like I said, I, I say it to her offline, so don't even trip. Mm, She's she well loved. That's my megaphone. But I got I got to come on here <laughs> online, let y'all know that I support my sis. Thank I'm, you. I'm super happy, super proud. But thank y'all. I hope y'all enjoy. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This Tell them where super, they can get your fun. books. Yes. So and um, merchandise, baby. Merchandise, She's a fashion baby. icon. <laughs> so um, my books are available to you at www. Hold on, www.robinspeaks.com. Robin with an um, E. Yes, Robin with an E. R O B Y N E. Speaks, S P E A K S dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can shop also for um, our Trauma to Triumph merch, crew necks. We have some more things in store for you. Um, and so, y'all just be on the lookout. And if you want to follow me on the socials, follow yes, me at Robin up, Speaks on instagram and facebook for those of y'all who are still saved and sanctified with the i'm Holy staying Ghost. on facebook okay purr. i'm not getting on facebook purr. ever <laughs> purr. but that is it y'all yes. thank y'all thank y'all i love y'all have a great week and until next time peace 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 out to the east side hey y'all welcome back to this week's episode of redeem and saying so i'm your host ray and today we have a very special guest the author, the preacher, the teacher, the triumph coach, the fashion <laughs> icon, my personal megaphone, Robin oh, Henry. Hey. Give it up, live studio audience. Hey. Woo! Now it's both Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so 
so much for just allowing me to be on the podcast. Like, this is super dope. What you are doing is super, super amazing. I tell you that offline, but I'm going to tell you online because I need the people to know that you got real supporters in real life. And we really do be about that business, okay? That's my dog. That's my dog. Um, but I'm so excited for us to chit chat. I'm so excited for us to get and dive deeper into this conversation. Let's get it. I'm excited. Okay, so Robin is here today to talk with us about what it's like to go from trauma to triumph. But <laughs> <laughs> before we get started, I do want to ask a random question okay, just go. to break the ice and for the listeners to get a fun fact about you. Okay. So if you could be a member of any TV show, what show would it be? Oh, that's easy. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, why are you like this? <laughs> that's very easy. Most of my lingo is from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's either Phaedra, Nene, or Portia. You know, I've only seen Real Housewives. Like, get out. I've never seen a whole episode. Stop. Never. What are you doing? What I just... were you doing? Where were you? Like in 2011. They were wild and I was like, I can't No, 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 no. That's actually a really good time to watch. Like season, like everything before, I say season nine. Yeah, because after that, that's when they started. You could tell that it wasn't like. It was too, like, staged. Yeah, it was too scripted. So I was like. "Mm." But don't they just fight? No, they don't just fight. They um, give you a nice little read. Um, It's very classy. (laughs) Is it? Um, It is. It's very classy. Like there's an episode. Where this uh this lady, she's on the show. I'm not going to say too much to give too much away. But she was on the show, and basically she got red. But she was like, I don't feel red. But she did get red. So, you know, classy reads, you know. Like a book. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Because, no, yeah, it wouldn't be me. No, you don't find... See, when you, when you have a way with words... You you honestly are a winner. Like you don't have to throw hands. Don't throw hands. You don't. It's it's fun. No. Oh okay. Babe, y'all heard what that. y'all said. <laughs> just kidding. She, she likes to go. She said nut if you was. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So, I was thinking back, and even now, I was trying to be more intentional about my personal growth. And one one of the things that I was trying to be intentional about is not being overly spiritual. Um, I had to take a side. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, especially like being in church, it's very easy to forget how to be a human. Um, yeah. And not even so much so that you're intentionally playing church, but when I don't know, I just think it's very easy to make everything super spiritual. Yeah. Like it's good to pray about everything, but then you also have to be like, okay, sis in therapy right like the practical side of things yeah 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 yeah. like don't you're still human and that's okay right um jesus in therapy you know yeah get you a a therapist that's safe please and filled with the holy ghost okay then y'all both will be sitting up there right confused and bound (laughs) (laughs) no for real that's a hot mess but um i definitely realized that um, I have the faith in God to, you know, deliver me out of whatever situation, but mm-hmm. I still had to recognize, like, okay, there's still, like, things that I have to, like, I have to address the root of the issue yeah. as a human. Um, so I had the faith, but I wasn't putting in the work with it mm. because, child, I don't know what I thought the work was. I don't know. I was just sitting there hoping mm. and praying for a miracle, right. but um, wasn't right. putting any 
work in to deal with the emotions and the trauma or fears, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, myself, I was a very surface level person. Like, yeah. I had trust issues. Um, I didn't want to open up. Yeah. Didn't want to deal with nobody. Yeah. Especially, like, anybody new. I was like, eh, skirt, stay over there. Right. But, um, yeah, it was like, I was asking God, like, you know, send me these people. Send me the right people for me. Um, asking for the opportunities. But it's like, if you don't ever deal with the hurt or the trauma, whatever it is it might be, God is going to present you with those people and you're just going to end up hurting them because you never dealt with your issues. Yikes. You know what I just heard when you were talking? I heard if you don't deal with the hurt, you won't do the work. That's it. And there was no work being done. Look, it's okay. Me too, sis. Me too. Me too. Me too. Even like, even opportunities, for example, like, just as an example, say you get a new job, but you don't know how to deal with your mouth. You don't know how to deal with your anger. And then you go cause drama, and now you're out of a job that you Yikes. just prayed for. So. Yikes. Yeah, you've you got to deal with the root of an issue. Because, like, a tree, um, the root is where the source of, like, all, like the nutrients comes from. Mm-hmm. So whatever you see produced from that tree, it's a cause or it's there's a correlation between the fruit and the root. So a lot of the times we look at the fruit and we think, oh, well, this person is this or this mm-hmm. person is that. Or we sometimes even ourselves, we view situations like, oh, it's this, it's that. Right. But what what is the, where, where are you getting these lenses from? And so right. when you analyze where you're getting these lenses from, then you go back to the root and you're like, oh, okay. So this is coming from something that happened two years ago or maybe two months ago and I'm not healed from that or right. I'm not, I haven't recovered from that. So a lot of the times we do too much of trying to cut off a fruit or a branch when really we need to go to the source we need to get to the root we need to uproot and unlearn some things Mm -hmm. so we do need to go to therapy so we do need to speak with a counselor Mm -hmm. so we do need to probably go back and apologize so we do need to go back in and say okay you know what sis you were tripping because it wasn't even that deep or sometimes we just need to be real with ourselves and just say hey you know what i have an issue and just because i don't know how to fix the issue doesn't mean that i'm I'm weak. It doesn't. That's not that I don't understand where that comes from. I think a lot of the times we try to and I'll speak for myself. We try to carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. We try to like carry all these different things, but then the Bible says that the he Jesus says, "Come to me all ye who who, who labor and are heavy laden yeah. and I will give you rest. There are too many of us who are carrying these things. We're carrying burdens. We're carrying yokes. And and God is like, "What are you doing? Give me that." Give me that. And it's like, I know me, for example, like, I I will pray about something, but I would pick it back up. Oh, girl, that's like, me, that's me, that's me, that's me. What did you just spend all that time <laughs> praying for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were just going to pick it back up. Pick it back it's up. like, you want God to be Lord over your life, but you're only giving him part of it. Oh. And it's like, pick your battle sis. Like, and then, even even in those prayers i wasn't being completely vulnerable with god even with god i wasn't being com- completely transparent and it's not that i didn't trust him but honestly i just made it a, a habit to just not be completely vulnerable um because that's just not what i was used to and so it was like the saying closed mouths don't get fed Jeez. you don't open your mouth and you're not willing to ask for the help what results are you expecting my god so we was just sitting there going in circles my god job no, that's a real place. That is a real place. 
But oh I like something you said um, about people seeing it as weak because one of the points I had, um, the three things I was looking at was transparency, accountability, and vulnerability and mm-hmm. how they go hand in hand often. Yeah. Because um, I think transparency requires a level of vulnerability yeah. and to some people that's considered weak. Mm. Like some people, especially like in black households, like <sighs> emotions, shackles. was that? Mm. Like, what are you crying for? And it's like, what you mean what I'm crying for? I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah, you hurt me. You just yelled at me or you just took my food away or you just like <laughs> beat me. Like, no, for um, real. Hello. And I think a lot of the times that ends up something that one person might not see as, um, I say traumatic, but even that, some people think that's something, you know, huge and like dramatic, but something traumatic could be like getting yelled at. Mm. Like some people have an issue with people raising their voice at them because it's like they associate with they associate that negatively yeah. when it could just be one person being passionate. They're not necessarily yeah. trying to be negative um, towards you. Um, but people... Ooh, can I say something? No, oh my God, because this is... Let me tell y'all something. I love talking to Ray because whenever she and I... So we we typically have our Bible studies. Let me just a little caveat. <laughs> we typically have our Bible studies on Tuesday and it's like early in the morning before both of us go to work. <laughs> And whenever she and I talk, like, it's it's crazy. Like, the revelations, honestly, I feel like we bounce off of each other, yes. to be honest. And so when you were talking, um, I just thought about how a lot of the times uh, people are walking around um, wounded and they're hurt and they're, they're still in this trauma because people associate trauma with... Um, drama and I like how you said because mm-hmm. it wasn't dramatic so a lot of the times people are like oh well it's not a big deal right no to you to it okay to, to you. you to you okay. and because of that we have normalized perversion in a sense yes. and so all perversion is is basically making an abnormal thing normal mm-hmm. and so that is oh my god I just had to share that no, I know that's good I, somebody needed to catch that because I caught it and so I'm, I'm throwing it back to y'all because no, man there are so many people out here who are like oh no I'm good you know although my mama used to take my food from me and da 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 or although you know my, my dad used to do this to me or although my friends used to do this to me you, you consider that a normal thing but as time went on because it was not a dramatic thing or because it was not on the extreme level of the scale you just associated your trauma as being something normal but mm-hmm. now we see that perversion has become a, a dominant factor in your life you've now normalized the abnormal yeah yeah like and one thing that i see that's common a lot is like eating disorders yeah a lot of people don't realize they have them and yeah. i said that because you were taught you mentioned um you know my mom used to take my food for me yeah and i'm like well, what about the people who are like, oh, you know, you're looking a little thick, you're looking a little chubby. Yeah. Like, or even people who are like, oh, you're so small. I wish I could be small like you, but you don't know what that person is yeah. sitting there internalizing yeah. that as. Like, you think that's a compliment, but that person is like, I'm too small. And now they yeah. overeat. Right. And they, like, you You really have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it to people. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't see what they're going through as trauma. Because they don't, they, it was perverted. It was no, it was normal to them. Yeah. So, dang, that's really sad. 
Oh Lord. Like, no, for real. We got a lot to unpack. My goodness. But the other thing that, um, as far as looking at transparency, vulnerability, and accountability, I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between honesty and transparency. Mm. Because you, it's your level of transparency that then requires accountability for the actions that you are transparent about. Yeah. Um, and now makes you responsible for you know if you're transparent about oh i deal with this i deal with uh i'm addicted to porn i'm addicted mm. to sex yeah the more transparent you are well now you have more responsibility as far as correcting those actions yeah so it's like a lot of people it's not that they don't want to be transparent but it's like do i really want to take responsibility for my actions mm. like because i'm comfortable here mm. like Sometimes people are comfortable in their trauma because yeah. it's normal to them. And yeah. that's, it becomes a safe space to them. And like yeah. you said, that, that is perverted, but that's normal to some people. Some people stay in um, domestic, vi- domestically violent relationships because that's what they see in growing up, so they think yeah. that's normal. And Sheesh. when you don't get to the root of it, you, it can end up taking your life. And that's very, I would honestly hate for that. But, but you know what? I'll say this. Healing is a choice. It is. Because a lot of the times we recognize that things are abnormal. But because, and sometimes it's not even that we're not transparent. Because a lot of us are transparent. Because some of us, and we've had this conversation before. I think we had it like a, a year or two ago. Where it's not that people are not transparent. It's just that after the transparency, people don't want to do the work. Mm-mm. You just want to be oh my God, woe is me, when I was young, Mm -hmm. I had this, I went through this, oh my God, this is my song, this is my story, okay, right, and so you don't want to do anything, and so I I think it's a thing of like, people don't want to do the work of healing, because it is very aggressive, because you, and it's so, is evasive the word, invasive, um, it's, it's so much in your face mm-hmm. because you have to look at you and you have to check you. And that's mm-hmm. where that accountability comes from, that self-accountability, in addition to having those external accountabilities from others mm-hmm. as well. So I just wanted to throw that little nugget in there. No, that's fast. good because yeah. it can very easily be a crutch. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I've been through this when I was younger. And I'm not in no way is that to discredit what you've no. been through. But how long is that going to be your excuse? Right. Like, and how many years ago was that? And you recognize that there is a problem. And see, it'd be it'd be one thing if you didn't recognize right. there was a problem. But you recognize it's a problem. But then you you then use it as a weapon and you use it as a manipulative mm-hmm. uh, tactic. Oh, That's not okay. It's not. Because not only are you you you're hurting your health, but you're also hurting you as well. You're mm-hmm. causing for you to be stagnant in life and not being able to progress, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or whatever. Because you are still holding on to this spot in your life and you just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. I personally think that the root of that, like at least in the people that I've seen that tend to do that, that tend to be honest about what they've been through but don't take the steps to work out that healing process. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fear of letting go like what they know. Yeah. They well, know. That's a real thing though. That's what they know and yeah. it's like... Dang, that's a real thing i have to yeah like, what is my life gonna look like after this right this is all i've known yeah but it's like imagine how much lighter you're gonna be Man. imagine how much more beautiful 
your life is going to look when you don't have this dark cloud hanging in the back of your mind. Yeah. Because even those people that are willing to talk about it... I don't understand the difference between honesty and, and transparency. Mm. Because your level of transparency will then require accountability for those actions that you desire to change. Hmm. That's so. good. No, I think, honestly... Being okay, because I didn't even think about it that way when you said it that there's a difference between being honest and being transparent. Mm -hmm. I think you can be honest about how you feel, but you can't. So, hmm, you can be honest about how you feel, but at the same time, you can also, in like in you being honest, Mm -hmm. you could be still withholding information, Mm -hmm. you're not being completely transparent. And so, I've never considered the two to be different, Mm -hmm. and I think transparency it requires a lot of strength everybody cannot be transparent but everybody can be honest Mm -hmm. because i think transparency is rooted in the root it's Mm -hmm. rooted in like the deep core of you not to say not to be you know so deep or overly spiritual i mean not even be overly spiritual but you know not to make because you know people be like oh it's not that deep but it is that deep it is because the only way that you are able to be transparent is if you are deep within yourself Mm -hmm. if you have that um sense of awareness about yourself enough to say you know what xyz boom bang bang you know what i'm saying that's the only way that you're able to just be um transparent yeah so it it takes a it takes a different kind of strength to to be open and vulnerable and raw in front of someone it does it takes a lot of strength it really does i think that's i can understand at least for me Uh because i've been there like i opened up to the wrong people and then ended up had my business in somebody else's ear Hmm. and it's like dang yeah the person i called my brother my sister I, now, yeah. like, because this person that I thought was close to me hurt me. Mm. Now I really can't open up to anybody. Mm. Um, but that's why I said <laughs> once you're able to identify the root, yeah, it's like now I have the discernment to say, okay, maybe I it's not time to open up. Right. Maybe I shouldn't open up to this person. Yeah. Maybe I can't open up to this person because they've yeah. shown me these characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. So yeah, that's good. There's a lot of power in, vulner- in vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. yeah. Because I think even me, like, as I've been transparent, and almost like you said, it does take strength because as you're transparent, it's almost like you're unlocking that within you that you were just burying. Uh-huh. It's like now that I finally opened my mouth, uh-huh. it's like, okay, I've said it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, now... It almost like it starts the it's you're starting the car. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, we started the car, we gotta put our foot in the gas. Right. It's like, okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. That's where you start finding the account the accountability people that yeah. you can trust in your circle. That's it's like, good. okay, I know where to go. Like I can trust these people, so I'm gonna go here. Yeah. And here's my baggage. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to get in the car, come with me, this is where we're going. But mm-hmm. until you're transparent, you're just gonna be sitting in the car. Child. You're just gonna be sitting in the driveway. Girl. Wish you was at the store. Girl. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Transparency. Y'all better be transparent. Open your mouth. Say something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this episode was because I read your book and I think it was the epitome of transparency, accountability, vulnerability. It's the epitome of redeemed and saying so. (laughs) Um, Because the book was so raw. Mm. It was so... And even though, like, I knew 
it was about you yeah i when i stepped back from you know being your friend looking at it as oh this is my friend my friend went through this oh it's so sad i looked at it as like this is someone who really went through something in their life and i'm walking through it with them like i'm literally i was at this party i was in the car when y'all was turning up (laughs) (laughs) i was in the dorm room when y'all was acting up like and you really walked you you didn't hold back and i was like (laughs) wow this is real yeah like this is very real yeah and that's that was very beautiful. Like, the way you illustrated that was absolutely beautiful. Thank so. you. And you know what? I had to be real because that's where I was. Mm-hmm. I spent too long being mm-hmm. fake. I spent too long um, trying to please everybody. I spent too long going home and crying myself to sleep yeah. at night. I spent too long um, hiding behind the smoke. Mm-hmm. And when I mean smoke, like, actual, like, marijuana, weed, <laughs> um, yeah. drugs. Okay, yeah. I don't do that no more, so I don't call the police. Um, but I, I spent too long being this this <laughs> this person that I wasn't, and I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be so real because I know that if I'm going through this, I know somebody else is going through mm-hmm. this as well. So I know that there are a lot of different um, birds out there who are caged. And one of the things about birds, I did a study on it before um, I released the book, of course, and. I found that when you put the bird has the ability to fly, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it has wings for a reason, so mm-hmm. it is going to fly. It is in some way, shape, or form has it has the capacity to get off the ground. Right. But when you cage a bird, nine times out of ten, what that does is it mentally shuts off its capacity. It mentally shuts off its system wow. to where it thinks that it no longer has the ability to fly. Wow. So when you take this bird out of the cage, mm-hmm. um, or even if you were to leave the, the cage gate open, mm-hmm. it wouldn't fly because it's been in here for so long right. and it's been bound for so long. That's and so normal. Exactly. And so that's why I, it was so important for me to really do a study on that because I thought about it. I'm like, man, how many people are literally in a cage? Maybe you're not in a physical cage, but you're in a mental cage. Yeah. Maybe you're in a space where you're like, man, I don't know what to do. I feel like the walls are closing in on me, but you you have the capacity to be great. You have the potential to be great, but you're, you're surrounded by chaos. You're surrounded by different noises. You're surrounded by, by destruction. You're surrounded by these different things. And because you've been surrounded in this so long, now you succumb to this but this is why the bible says um to to be transformed to not um conform to the things of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind mind. and so that is why sometimes you that's why you hear a lot of the times when people are in jail and this makes sense i'm not lost a lot of the times when people are in jail they they they're it's not they may battle. be bound yeah 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 they may be bound physically but even let's let's even take it a step further okay let's think about Paul when he was in jail mm-hmm. and and you could see that he was bound but yeah. even mentally he still had the ability to give a sacrifice of praise he yep. still had the ability to open up his mouth and still praise God while he was yet in this this cell while he was right. yet in this physical cell and so a lot of the times some of us are in mental cells mm mm-hmm mentally and so I'm like man how many people are mentally in a cell how many people are mentally bound how many people are smiling in front of folks but then on the inside you like man I could really just listen 
Listen, man, no I could really OD on these drugs right here on this and Tylenol. Listen, I could really run off the road real quick. I could really go and take these scissors and do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. I could really go and buy all this alcohol and whatever, whatever. I could right. really go pull up on homeboy, even though I know he doesn't love me, but I'm going to give him what he wants. And then in return, when I do that, he still puts his hands on me. But it's the fact that he loves me. How many people are caged and you are st and, and, and you, you feel like you have mm -hmm. no weight? out but i've come to remind you that there is a way out okay i'm going too hard let me calm down mm -hmm. go but ahead. go off the point is is that i had to be raw i had to be real because there's too many people out here being fake and there's too many people mm -hmm. out here dying there's too many people out here literally are zombies you're like yep. you're, you're a literally. dead man walking literally. you have no life because mentally you're bound and so listen it's time for the cage birds to finally sing because what what happens if you notice see i'm an outside person i love being outside i love 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 <laughs> yeah, we're nature. not the same it's okay it's okay <laughs> my sis don't like being outside that's all right i'll take a picture and show you Thank um you. but i love being outside i love to watch nature i love to people watch i just love being outside and just i just love it and so what you'll notice is when you hear one bird sing, mm -hmm. you'll hear another one mm -hmm. sing. And then another one will come from somewhere like, uh-oh, what's going on? What right. y'all doing? Now, I don't understand bird, but <laughs> the point, <laughs> the point is that when one bird sings, yeah. another bird sings. And so I told God, I remember I was sitting in my bed in my old apartment and I was like, Lord, you know what? I am willing to look stupid mm -hmm. i am because what i did was very stupid it was in the natural mm -hmm. it was very stupid in the natural, in the natural yeah. it was because who opens their mouth and says Puts oh by the way I, I have an incurable std mm -hmm. you you would think oh well you out here having unprotected right. sex you're out here um having sex before marriage and you want god to do that you want god to do what mm -hmm. who out here opens up their mouths and, and gives you full detail because you of put a, everything out girl, there everything you put everything out there every wow. listen i was coming for everybody okay, okay? coming for myself so i said you know mm -hmm. what Lord, I'm willing to look crazy if it means that another bird has the ability to sing. That's so beautiful. That's it. That's, That's so the synopsis, y'all. That's really what it is. That is the cage bird finally sings. It's it's just about, you know, the, the topic of conversation today, like being vulnerable, being mm -hmm. real, being raw, being relatable, being honest about mm -hmm. where you are in life, because that's what life is all about. Um, that is, is that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You got to get in a rhythm of, of just being truthful with yourself. Like, Honestly, not, you know, you, you just have to, uh, that I, I can say this from, from, because I've been there yeah. and now that I'm not, I'm just yeah. like, that's exhausting. Yeah. That's li like, it takes too much energy to it fake the phone. It takes too much. It's too much. Yeah. And, um. Dang, I just went blank. No, it's all right. You said it might look stupid in the natural. Yeah. But you you put it all out there. Oh, and yeah. And you're healed. Oh, yeah. So what is there to talk about? Oh. Like, they can't even try to talk about you. Y'all can. Because they just going to end up looking dumb. Y'all can. And that's all right. I'll pop you. Don't talk about my Good. Let, let them talk, though. Let them talk. Because you, you let me know that I'm doing something worthwhile. Thank okay. Thank you. 
How my how my name tasting your mouth? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> baby, that's just free publicity. Listen, okay, listen. Go ahead, drop the link while y'all at it. Okay, okay. I'm chilling. Right on Amazon. Period. No, for real. But like, imagine somebody trying to talk about you, and it's like, bro, I'm not even that person anymore. It's like that's why it doesn't phase me. Mm-mm. It doesn't phase me. Um, somebody tried to bring up something of of my past to try to throw a dagger at me. And I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> why are you trying to shame me about something that I already did? I already put it Matter out for fact, you. That I already put out for the world to see. So how could Literally. you, do you know how silly you look trying to make me look bad? But in return, you silly look dumb. Girl, gone with Please your wig. Okay, gone. And buy another <laughs> book while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine as you were writing the book, um, because of how raw it was, you definitely had to relive a lot of that. So what were some of your feelings as you were writing the book? And did that ever discourage you? Did you ever feel like, you know, maybe I just shouldn't do this. Maybe I should stop. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. There was, um, I was on my last two chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was actually on chapter seven. Chapter seven is my favorite chapter in the book because um, it is where I detail um, everything that happened uh, in being sexually assaulted by a family member. And it's my favorite chapter because I think for the first time, that was the first time that I really um, accepted that it did happen, mm-hmm. that that was the truth, and this is what happened, mm-hmm. regardless of how crazy or stupid it may sound or what or what who chooses finger, to believe right, it. Right, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, chapter seven uh, is titled Healing. Um, and so, yes, I was in the middle of wrapping this chapter up. And I think I had just told, you know, my dad and, you know, his side of the family about what happened. Um, because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like mentally, it, it was just weighing me down. I could not do it. And so... I, I told my people, and it, it like the stuff hit the fan. Mm-hmm. It hit the fan and was swinging. The room stank. <laughs> like people' yeah. clothes was dirty. <laughs> I just want to paint the picture for you because no, it was a hot yeah. rotisserie mess. It was crazy. It yeah. was like we were in a barnyard. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. And so at that time, my. Uh, my cousin reached out to me, the one who assaulted me, he reached out to me. And Ray, when I tell you I spent, it was either two to three hours messaging this boy back mm-hmm. on WhatsApp. Oh, I said, you don't lost your mind. You don't lost your mind. I got time today. Yeah. If you got, you sitting up here on your phone messaging me, oh, I'm, we going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I remember it was seven o'clock in the morning. I text Pastor Josh. I said, thank you so much. Oh Lord, I done dropped his name. Well, that's my mentor. <laughs> but I text my mentor and I said, listen, thank you so much. Um, for helping me do this. I hope you don't mind me name dropping. Um, I said, thank you so much for allowing me to do this, but I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I'm, I'm done with this. This is stupid. Um, because I'm getting attacked for something that's supposed to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, y'all tell people if something happened to you, say something and I'm saying something, why am I being attacked? Mm-hmm. And so, for being a um, yeah. And so 
he was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's what? It's seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't even, you know, gotten up. Can you wait? <laughs> Can you wait? <laughs> What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely an instance where I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And then he had to remind me, Robin, this comes with the territory. Yeah. He said, even at the beginning, he constantly reminded me, he said, Robin, I, I asked you, I've asked you, and I continue to ask you, are you prepared for people to come against you? Mm-hmm. Because you're coming out with something that's so weighty, it leaves, I mean, it's just an open door for, of opportunity, mm-hmm. of opposition. So are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I said, yeah, but dang, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast before right. the book even came out. Um, and so when it came out, that was a whole nother thing. But that was definitely one of the biggest times because I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think another thing that made me super nervous was um, talking about having um, herpes Mm -hmm. when I knew that the Lord had already healed me of herpes. But it it was a crazy thing to say it because I'm like, I've never heard anybody come out and say, number one, I have herpes. Number two, I trust the Lord to heal it. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear about an STD, you like, oh, you was wilding. You was a thought. Right. You was doing this, da 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 Which in my case, that was not the case. Um, but even if it was, the Lord can still heal if I go to him and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Period, point blank. So He can raise the dead. Okay. Can, sure, that ain't nothing to him. Nothing. And so I was so scared because I believe only a few people knew mm-hmm. about it at the time. And then also, um, I in the book, I, I, I share the revelation. That was the first time that I ever heard God speak to me so clearly. And he said to me, Robin, I'm going to heal you, but it's going to be in my own timing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, okay. You know, but you know, when you, when God tells you something that's super crazy, but it's just between you and him. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you got all the faith in the world. But then when you start telling people, you're like, okay, this, sound a this crazy. sounds crazy. <laughs> I sound like I've gone back crazy. What's going on? And so, um, that was another thing that I was afraid of because nobody knew. Mm-hmm. No one knew. So I was like, oh my goodness this is about to literally end my life um at the time um yeah i was single still single um and so i was like man like this is going to just ruin my like dating life um and i was like god like what the freak i can't put this out here like I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. I, I still I still want to be valued as a woman. I still, I don't want to be viewed as a stained woman. Right. And so, you know, things like that. So it was just a lot of back and forth. Um, but, you know, God did it. So we are here two years later. Um, and, you, and God is good. He's a healer. He's, he's a restorer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And so, um, yeah, man, the cage bird finally sings. That's my baby. I that is that. my baby. Toddler. That she is a she's toddler, two. two years old. Wow. That's crazy. She's a big girl now. She's a big girl. <laughs> she is talking. <laughs> oh, she, well, she's singing, really. <laughs> okay. Oh, my baby. goodness. Mariah Carey singing. Girl, Mariah Carey. Okay. Girl, knocking her out the park. <laughs> so, wow. when did you know it was time to write? Like, when did you know it was time to start writing? Um, because you said the sexual assault happened about three years ago. Yes. Um, and the book is two years old. Yes. So when were you like, okay, it's time? Because I think a lot of times some people can do can end up opening their mouth uh-huh. and talking about situations prematurely. Yeah. Or, you know, oversharing uh-huh. or sharing to the wrong people. 
um, and that ends up causing more damage to them because they're not emotionally prepared for that um, step and it ends up damaging them more so when did you know like okay this is time I knew it was time to write um, honestly when I got the name the case bird mm -hmm. finally sings because I think I had gone through so much prior to the assault but the assault was honestly the cherry on top mm -hmm. because that pissed me off because prior to the assault four months before the assault um or because this all happened in july um but yeah yeah yeah. so yeah four months before the assault i i had fully um i told god i said you know what i'm dedicating my life to you i'm really gonna be serious about this you know jesus thing and mm -hmm. really being yeah. you know wholesome and stop having sex and stop talking to men because uh, a part of my story is that i really did struggle um I would say the men were my kryptonite. They mm -hmm. were my weakness um, because I had always been affirmed by a man, but it wasn't in the way that a woman needs to be affirmed. Mm -hmm. It was always a physical thing or a lustful thing or a sexual thing. And so for a long time, I just thought that that's where my value was and that's what type of woman that I was. And so when I had gotten the results back from the test and found out that I had an STD, I said, okay, you need to chill out, mm -hmm. relax, um, and get to know yourself. Who is Robin? Like, who is she? Where is she going? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What irritates her? What does she love? Um, and so I I just went on that full pursuit. It was the hardest thing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard because I my phone has never been dry. Mm -hmm. I always had somebody on my line. Mm -hmm. But I was so serious about pursuing after God and being this woman that he called me to be mm -hmm. that I was like, I don't care. Right. If I got to drop you, 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 you. I don't care. I, had, I checked my phone the other day. I totally forgot about this. But at that time... I went through a whole blocking spree. Mm -hmm. There are so many numbers in my phone right now that are still blocked. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I was so serious. And even in things like that, you have to be super aggressive. And so, um, yeah, so I, I was fed up. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna dedicate my life. Da -da 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 -da. So I'm serious about it. I'm going at it. And then uh, when I get sexually assaulted, that's when I knew that, okay, this is a real thing because the, the sexual assault was more, more than a sexual assault for mm -hmm. me. It was like, okay, I see that the enemy is really trying to take my identity as being a woman who's only good for sex mm -hmm. because why would a man attack me or, or, you know, come after me right. in this way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I, I'm like, what in, what is this? So then that is when I really got pissed and I said, okay, it's time to up the ante because mm -hmm. now I realize that there's something within me that is super valuable mm -hmm. that the enemy clearly doesn't want me to see. Right. So you're going to send a curveball to make me think that, oh, you haven't changed. You haven't transformed. You're going to always be like this. Men are only going to mm -hmm. talk to you for your body. Yeah, you got the cute little waist, the tiny waist, whatever, whatever, and all that stuff. That's all that you're good for. And I said, no, that's, that's not, not it. That's not it. And so, um, so yeah. At that time, I knew back in, so a couple of months later, that happened in July, so um, August, September, October, November, four months after that, I was supposed to start writing the book. Um, actually, no, excuse me. I was supposed to release the blog, Robin Speaks, mm -hmm. um, on November 22nd, 
2019, but I was scared. And so then I pushed it back to December 2020 or mm -hmm. December 22nd, 2019. And that's when I initially started writing. Mm -hmm. And then when January came from the photo that I took after church mm -hmm. um, one Sunday and I titled the um, the caption as the case where finally sings. And then um, I sat down that Monday to start blogging for Robin Speaks. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the cage bird finally sings in my spirit. I was like, what, the, what is that? <laughs> um, and so, so I was like, okay. Not so I, bird in your ear. Right. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so I, I went back to, um, I went back to Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I, I sat down and I said, okay, well, if this is going to be a blog series, let me write out what topics I'm going to talk about. And so I heard rejection, silence, abuse, denial, broken freedom or broken healing freedom. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not just a, a blog post. This is a book. Um, and then I said, you know what, I'm gonna just go for it. We'll see what happens. Um, and at first, the, the the first draft was very cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, bye. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't even getting nobody no details. Right, Gone. very surface level. Right. So I, I had to go back and um, yeah, I went back and I, I gave the full detail and I gave what is now the case bird finally Child, she gave the Listen, I took y'all back to the garden, okay? Was naked and not afraid, okay? Period. Because, baby, that book is changing lives. And Ooh. it will continue to. Amen. It's, it's honestly, it's so beautiful. Amen. Like, Thank you. And it's, although it's relating to, you know, sexual assault and from the perspective of a woman right. in relationship with men who don't necessarily value her right um as a woman it's still the theme of taking your trauma and saying this is not who i am yeah it's applicable to anybody yeah it is it is um and i think it's 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 not even so much on the sexual assault um, I think the sexual assault is just the last, mm -hmm. it was just the last thing that mm -hmm. kept me bound. Cause at that point, after that, I said, oh no, nah. right. no, nah, we not doing this. But in each stage, you know, I walk people through rejection. So it's, it's, it's for those who may feel rejected by family mm -hmm. or, you know, feeling silent by different things or feeling abused. The abuse doesn't have to be physical abuse. Mm -mm. It could be emotional, mental or physical, um, and not physical as far as, you know, throwing hands with. right you know um and then i walk you through being in denial you know mm -hmm. being in denial of the abuse right exactly and then being broken by the truth and different things like that so i feel that this book is applicable for anybody in any stage or season in their life um but yeah listen tough <laughs> my god that's i gotta go back home and read that book i don't <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to go back. Sometimes you really have to go back and remember who you are. Remember where and you where come you from. Because it keeps you humble and it mm -hmm. keeps you grounded and it keeps you reminded that God is indeed a, um, he's not a man, as the scripture says, that he's not a man mm -hmm. that he shall lie, nor is he the son of man that he shall repent. Mm -hmm. um, and he's faithful. He's so faithful. You just got to walk that thing out. You just have to literally walk that thing out. And sometimes you don't even have to look back. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, what's in front of you will, mm -hmm. will will show you what was behind you. Um, and you'll have a, a greater appreciation of what's in, for, in, in front of you and what's to come. So, man, God. 
Thank you. So what is something, now being where you are, what is something you would tell your former self? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, oh, man. I think, oh, Lord. Who? I think what I would tell my former self is that you, you know who you are. You know who you are. Right. I think I've spent a lot of time, and even recently I realized that, I spent a lot of time dumbing down who I am to fit the capacity or the cup for somebody else, and I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. I am not doing that because the only person that that hurts is me. Yeah. Because the only person who is left in question and confused Mm -hmm. and bewildered is me, Mm -hmm. is you. If you are that person who feels as though you keep dumbing yourself down or you keep putting a shade on your light and and you keep dimming your light so somebody Mm -hmm. else can see. Baby, if you can't see, go get you some sunglasses or get out the way. Because I'm born to shine and I'm going to shine. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to, like, I think that was the most irritating thing um growing up was I knew I knew there was I, I knew I was born for greatness. I knew right. I I just knew I was a powerful woman. I knew I was a strong little girl even in the it just even growing up. Right. Like I just knew, but it was like you can't say things like that because then sometimes people mm-hmm. take that as you being cocky or right. you being arrogant. And it's like no, that's literally who just who I am and I know who I am. But I feel like when you when you kind of when you're shaky in that um you allow for like so many people to just come in and say whatever and so because i didn't know who i was or i didn't stand Mm -hmm. firm in who i knew i was um a lot of people came and placed a lot of labels on me Mm -hmm. that i had to remove later on in life um look at me like i'm 47 girl i'm only 22 (laughs) you've lived a lot of life though so you've lived a lot of life <laughs> Sound like somebody church mother. <laughs> so even now, um, being where you are as yeah. this woman who's able to stand in the authority of Jesus and who yeah. knows who she Come is, on, and Jesus. it's like there's no like you can't nobody can tell you otherwise. Nah, you can't. Shut but your you're still <laughs> there is. shut up. Shut up. Shut it down. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, 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 no. Window. Shut Window. out, girl. Shut it down. And don't restart. Okay. Don't. Just unplug. Girl, just break the motherboard. <laughs> So, <laughs> not you making me forget. I'm okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I got jokes. I play too much. So, as someone mm-hmm. who you you're where you are now, yeah. But you're still human. Yes. You still have your triggers, if you will. Unfortunately. How do you how do you deal with those now, being mm. where you are? Yeah. You know. So. In my second book, um, Signed a Girl Trying to Heal, mm-hmm. this book is honestly a pocket guide to um, to living and maintaining triumph. And so in this book, I talk about the OWL system, which is acknowledge, accept, and live. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have a trigger, I have to take a moment to pause. Because mm-hmm. me, I'm a busybody. I like to go, 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 like go, to go. Move. I got to be still. And when I recognize that something is wrong, see, a lot of the times, especially in the church, we just associate emotions as, um, ooh, uh-uh, pray that away, yeah. get that, get away, get away. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> stop that, first of all. Um, because... <laughs> 
your soul is literally made up of your mind, will, and emotions. Yes. So yes. if you are running something away, um, that is a part of you that when God breathed his, his breath into you and you became a living soul, mm -hmm. as some versions of the Bible does say, um, you then then there's an imbalance right mm -hmm. and so i have to take a moment to pause and really ask myself and really backtrack you know trace my steps mm -hmm. what happened where did this come from what did i see who did i talk to what did i read what did i go back and read again or mm -hmm. what did i go back and look at again so i have to acknowledge it first of all mm -hmm. acknowledge the trigger because a lot of the times we try to move past and ignore it and just do busy work no, because uh -uh. when right. it's time to go to bed, I'm Child. going to bed. I'm mm -hmm. not sitting up here thinking about this, okay? Mm -hmm. So you have to acknowledge it, and then you have to accept. Sometimes you have to reaccept mm -hmm. that the event has occurred mm -hmm. because a lot of the times when triggers do come, it's it's like, it's like oh, my God, it's right, like you're right. reliving it again. Um, but you have to accept it. Whether you have to accept it 10 times within one minute, mm -hmm. that is okay. Or 10 times within an hour or a day, you know, space it, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you have but to do. But saying like, I know right. you're there. Exactly. And so the acceptance is not, um, acceptance of the event, but it's acceptance of you acknowledging that the event mm -hmm. has happened. And so after you've done that, then it's, it's time to live. It's time to, to get back to life. I think honestly now that i've healed i realized that i realized the stronghold that trauma really has on us mm -hmm. i realized how it is a a clogger to the pipeline of the soul mm -hmm. i realized how it really halts people in their destiny in their pursuit to living in total freedom and so when it's time to get back to life it's time for you to get back to your day it's time for you to get back get back to having fun with your friends and your family mm -hmm. and your you know your loved ones and things like that it's time for you to get back to having fun just having fun whatever mm -hmm. that looks like for you right. but it's, it's time to get back to living because this thing is a dead thing and it's trying to weigh you down and so once you've gone through the steps of acknowledging and accepting it drop that weight and let's get back to Let life let's get back to life please please Nobody got time for that i'd be walking like i talk it girl <laughs> well that was my last question wow this was fun this was amazing. This was fun. I'm I sorry, y'all. This is long. I hope, you know, maybe y'all run on trip. Child, they don't have to get the over gym. <laughs> Maybe you're on a road wow. trip. <laughs> this is, wow. This has been one of my favorite episodes. No, this was dope. Wow. This was dope. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Seriously, thank you for your time and your vulnerability. Oh, Lord. Because, no, you didn't have to. You really Child. didn't. You could have been like, go read the book. No. You, you didn't know. have to come sit here for over an hour of your day and share with me and i i don't take it for granted at no. all i thank appreciate you. you thank you for even you know doing this thank you for creating spaces for your listeners to really connect with different voices that you bring on your mm -hmm. platform um and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and i'm i'm grateful that you invited me on the show um and and i'm so excited to see what what comes from this i'm so excited to see where thank you go you. so I'm proud of you. Like I said, I, I say it to her offline, so don't even trip. Mm -hmm, She's she do. well loved. That's my megaphone. But I got I got to come on here <laughs> online, let y'all know that I support my sis. Thank I'm, you. I'm super happy, super proud. But thank y'all. I hope y'all enjoy. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This Tell them where super, they can get your fun. books. Yes. So and um, merchandise, baby. Merchandise, She's a baby. Icon. <laughs> so um, my books are available to you at www. 
Hold on, www.robinspeaks.com. Robin with an uh, E. Yes, Robin with an E. R O B Y N E. Speaks, S P E A K S dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can shop also for um, our Trauma to Triumph merch, crew necks. We have some more things in store for you. Um, and so, y'all just be on the lookout. And if you want to follow me on the socials, follow yes, me at Robin up, Speaks on instagram and facebook for those of y'all who are still saved and sanctified with the i'm Holy staying Ghost. on facebook okay purr. i'm not getting on facebook purr. ever <laughs> purr. but that is it y'all yes. thank y'all thank y'all i love y'all have a great week and until next time peace 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 out to the east side hey y'all welcome back to this week's episode of redeem and saying so i'm your host ray and today we have a very special guest the author, the preacher, the teacher, the triumph coach, the fashion <laughs> icon, my personal megaphone, Robin oh, Henry. Hey. Give it up, live studio audience. Woo! Robin is here today to talk with us about what it's like to go from trauma to triumph. Oh, Lord, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> before we get started, I do want to ask a random question okay, just go. to break the ice and for the listeners to get a fun fact about you. Okay. So if you could be a member of any TV show, what show would it be? Oh, that's easy. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I <laughs> like this. That's very easy. Most of my lingo is from Real, Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's either Phaedra. Nini or Portia. You know, I've only seen Real Housewives. Like, get out. I've never seen a whole episode. Stop. Never. What are you doing? What just, were you doing? Where were you? Like in 2011. They were wild, and I was like, I can't. No, 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 no. That's actually a really good time to watch. Like season, like everything before. I say season nine. Yeah, because after that, that's when they started. You could tell that it wasn't like... It was too, like, staged. Yeah, it was too scripted. So I was like... "Mm." But don't they just fight? No, they don't just fight. They um, give you a nice little read. Um, It's very classy. (laughs) Is it? Um, It is. It's very classy. Like, there's an episode... Where this uh, this lady, she's on the show. I'm not going to say too much to give too much away. But she was on the show. And basically, she got red. But she was like, I don't feel red. But she did get red. So, you know, classy reads, you know. Like a book. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Because, no, yeah, it wouldn't be me. No, let's you finish. don't find... See, when you, when you have a way with words... You, you honestly are a winner. Like, you don't have to throw hands. Don't worry, hands. You don't. It's, it's fun. No. Oh, okay. Babe, y'all heard what that. y'all said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She, she likes to go. She said, nut if you buzz. Okay, well, let's get into it. So, I was thinking back, and even now, I was trying to be more intentional about my personal growth. And one, one of the things that I was trying to be intentional about is not being overly spiritual. 
sorry. That was okay. Um, especially like being in church, it's very easy to forget how to be a human. Um, and not even so much so that you're intentionally playing church, but when I don't know, I just think it's very easy to make everything super spiritual. Yeah. Like it's good to pray about everything, but then you also have to be like, okay, sis, get in therapy. Right. Like it's the practical side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't you're still human and that's okay. Right. Um Jesus in therapy, you know, get yeah. mm-hmm. Get you a therapist a therapist that's safe. Okay. Please and filled. and filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, okay. Then y'all both will be sitting up there, right? Confused stuck. and bound. <laughs> no, for real. That. That's a hot mess. But um, I definitely realized that um, I have the faith in God to you know deliver me out of whatever situation. But mm-hmm. I still had to recognize, like, okay, there's still like things that I have to like. I have to address the root of the issue yeah. as a human. Um. So I had the faith, but I wasn't putting in the work with it because, child, I don't know what I thought the work was. I don't know. I was just sitting there hoping and praying for a miracle, but I wasn't putting any work in to deal with the emotions and the trauma or fears, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, And me, myself, I was a very surface level person. Like I had trust issues. Um, I didn't want to open up. Yeah. Didn't want to deal with nobody. Yeah. Especially like anybody new. I was like, eh, stay over there. Right. But um, yeah, it was like I was asking God, like you know, send me these people, send me the right people for me. Um, asking for the opportunities, but it's like if you don't ever deal with the hurt or the trauma, whatever it is it might be, God is gonna present you with those people, and you're just gonna end up hurting them because you never dealt with your issues. Yikes. You know what I just heard when you were talking? I heard if you don't deal with the hurt, you won't do the work. That's it. And there was no work being done. There, look, there, I didn't. it's okay. Me too, sis. Me too. <laughs> 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 Me too. Me too. Even like, even opportunities, for example, like just as an example, say you get a new job, but you don't know how to deal with your mouth. You don't know how to deal with your anger. And then you go causing drama and now you're out of a job that you yikes, just prayed for so yikes yeah you you gotta deal with the root of an issue because like a tree um the root is where the source of like all, like the nutrients comes from mm-hmm. so whatever you see produced from that tree it's a cause or it's there's a correlation between the fruit and the root so a lot of the times we look at the fruit and we think oh well this person is this or this mm-hmm. person is that or we sometimes even ourselves we view situations like oh it's this it's that right. but what what is the where where are you getting these lenses from and so right. when you analyze where you're getting these lenses from then you go back to the root and you're like oh okay so this is coming from something that happened two years ago or maybe two months ago and i'm not healed from that or right. i'm not i haven't recovered from that so a lot of the times we do too much of trying to cut off a fruit or a branch when really we need to go to the source we need to get to the root we need to uproot and unlearn some things Mm -hmm. so we do need to go to therapy so we do need to speak with a counselor Mm -hmm. so we do need to probably go back and apologize so we do need to go back in and say okay you know what sis you were tripping because it wasn't even that deep or sometimes we just need to be real with ourselves and just say hey you know what i have an issue and just because i don't know how to fix the issue doesn't mean that i'm I'm weak 
It doesn't. That's not. I don't understand where that comes from. I think a lot of the times we try to, and I'll speak for myself. We try to carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. We try to like carry all these different things. But then the Bible says that the he Jesus says, "Come to me, all ye who." Who, who labor and are heavy laden yeah. and I will give you rest. There are too many of us who are carrying these things. We're carrying burdens. We're carrying yokes. And, and God is like, what are you doing? Give me that. Give me that. And it's like, I know me, for example, like I I will pray about something, but I would pick it back up. Oh, girl, that's, that's like, me, that's me, that's me, that's me. What did you just spend all that time praying for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were just going to pick it back up. Pick it back it's up. like you want God to be Lord over your life, but you're only giving him part of it. Uh-oh. And it's like, pick your battle sis. Like, and then even even in those prayers, I wasn't being completely vulnerable with God. Even with God, I wasn't being com- completely transparent. And it's not that I didn't trust him, but honestly, I just made it a, a habit to just not be completely vulnerable um, because that's just not what I was used to. And so... It was like the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. Jeez. You don't open your mouth and you're not willing to ask for the help. What results are you expecting? My God. So we was just sitting there going in circles. My God. Child. No, that's a real place. That is a real place. But I like something you said um, about people seeing it as weak. Because one of the points I had, um, the three things I was looking at was transparency accountability and vulnerability and how they go hand in hand often yeah because um i think transparency requires a level of vulnerability and to some people that's considered weak Mm. like some people especially like in black households like (sighs) emotions was that Mm. like what are you crying for and it's like what you mean what i'm crying for i'm I'm hurt. Yeah, you hurt me. You just yelled at me, or you just took my food away, or you just, like, beat me. Like, <laughs> No, for um, real. Hello? And I think a lot of the times that ends up something that one person might not see as, um, I say traumatic, but even that, some people think that's something, you know, huge and, like, dramatic, but something traumatic could be, like, getting yelled at. Mm. Like, some people have an issue with people raising their voice at them yeah. because it's like yeah. they associate with they associate that negatively yeah. when it could just be one person being passionate. They're not necessarily yeah. trying to be negative um, towards you. Um, but people, Ooh, can I say something? No, go ahead. Oh my god! Because this is let me tell y'all something. I love talking to Ray because whenever she and I, so we we typically have our Bible study. A little caveat. We typically have our Bible studies on Tuesday, and it's like early in the morning before both of us go to work. And whenever she and I talk, like it's it's crazy. Like the revelations. Honestly, I feel like we bounce off of each other. Yes. To be honest. And so when you were talking, um, I just thought about how a lot of the times uh, people are walking around um, wounded and they're hurt and they're they're still in this trauma. Because people associate trauma with um, drama. And I like how you said because mm-hmm. it wasn't dramatic. So a lot of the times people are like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Right. No. To you. To it, Okay, to, to you, you. To you. Okay. And because of that, we have normalized perversion in a sense. Yes. And so all perversion is, is basically making an abnormal thing normal. Mm-hmm. And so that is 
Oh my God, I just had to share that. No, I, you that's know, good. I, somebody needed to catch that because I caught it, and so I'm, I'm throwing it back to y'all because, no, man, there are so many people out here who are like, oh no, I'm good. You know, although my mama used to take my food for me, and da 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 da, da or although you know my my dad used to do this to me, or although my friends used to do this to me, you you consider that a normal thing. But as time went on, because it was not a dramatic thing, or because it was not on the extreme level of the scale. You just associated your trauma as being something normal, but mm -hmm. now we see that perversion has become a, a dominant factor in your life. You've now normalized the abnormal. Yeah. Yikes. Like, and one thing that I see that's common a lot is like eating disorders. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize they have them. And yeah. I said that because you were talking, you mentioned, um, you know, my mom used to take my food for me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what about the people who are like, oh, you know, you're looking a little thick, you're looking a little chubby. Yeah. Like, or even people who are like, oh, you're so small, I wish I could be small like you, but you don't know what that person is yeah. sitting there internalizing yeah. that as. Like, you think that's a compliment, but that person is like, I'm too small. And now they yeah. overeat. Right. And they, like, you, you really have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it to people. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't see what they're going through as trauma. They because don't. they don't they it was perverted it was no, it was normal to them yeah so dang that's really sad oh lord everybody's gonna hurt to like unpack. no for real we got a lot to unpack my goodness but the other thing that um as far as looking at transparency vulnerability and accountability i think a lot of people don't understand the difference between honesty and transparency because you, it's your level of transparency that then requires accountability for the actions that you are transparent about. Yeah. Um, and now makes you responsible for, you know, if you're transparent about, oh, I deal with this. I deal with, uh, I'm addicted to porn. I'm addicted mm. to sex. Yeah. The more transparent you are, well, now you have more responsibility as far as correcting those actions. Yeah. So it's like, a lot of people it's not that they don't want to be transparent but it's like do i really want to take responsibility for my actions mm. like because i'm comfortable here mm. like sometimes people are comfortable in their trauma because yeah. it's normal to them and yeah. that's it becomes a safe space to them and like yeah. you said that that is perverted but that's normal to some people some people stay in um domestic vi domestically violent relationships because that's what they see in growing up, so they think yeah. that's normal. And Eesh. when you don't get to the root of it, it can end up taking your life. And that's very, I would honestly hate for that. But but you know what? I'll say this. Healing is a choice. It is. Because a lot of the times we recognize that things are abnormal. But because, and sometimes it's not even that we're not transparent. Because a lot of us are transparent. Because some of us, and we've had this conversation before. I think we had it like a, a year or two ago where it's not that people are not transparent. It's just that after the transparency, people don't want to do the work. Mm -mm. You just want to be, oh my God, woe is me. Look when me, I was young, mm -hmm. I had this, I went through this. Oh my God, this is my song, this is my story. Okay, and a crutch. Right, and so yeah. you don't want to do anything. And so I, I think it's a thing of like, people don't want to do the work of healing because it is very aggressive because you, and it, it's so... in is evasive the word invasive um 
it's it's so much in your face mm-hmm. because you have to look at you and you have to check you and that's mm-hmm. where that accountability comes from that self accountability in addition to having those external accountabilities from others mm-hmm. as well so I just wanted to throw that little nugget in there no fast. that's good because yeah. it can very easily be a crutch yeah like, oh well I've been through this when I was younger and I'm not in no way is that to discredit what you've no. been through but how long is that going to be your excuse right like and how many years ago was that? And you recognize that there is a problem. And see, it'd be it'd be one thing if you didn't recognize right. that it was a problem. But you recognize it's a problem. But then you you then use it as a weapon and you use it as a manipulative mm-hmm. uh, tactic. Oh, That's not okay. It's not. Because not only are you you you're hurting your health, but you're also hurting you as well. You're mm-hmm. causing for you to be stagnant in life and not being able to progress, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or whatever. Because you are still holding on to this spot in your life and you just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. I personally think that the root of that, like at least in the people that I've seen that tend to do that, that tend to be honest about what they've been through, but don't take the steps to work out that healing process. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fear of letting go like what they know. Yeah. They well, know. That's a real thing though. That's what they know and yeah. it's like, Dang, that's a real thing. I have to yeah like, what is my life gonna look like after this right this is all i've known yeah but it's like imagine how much lighter you're gonna be Man. imagine how much more beautiful your life is gonna look when you don't have this dark cloud hanging in the back of your mind yeah because even those people that are willing to talk about it don't understand the difference between honesty and, and transparency mm. because your level of transparency will then require accountability for those actions that you desire to change hmm that's so good. no i think honestly being okay because i didn't even think about it that way when you said it that there's a difference between being honest and being transparent mm-hmm. i think you can be honest about how you feel but you can't so hmm, you can be honest about how you feel but at the same time you can also in like in you being honest mm-hmm. you could be still withholding information mm-hmm. you're not being completely transparent and so i've never considered the two to be different mm-hmm. and i think transparency it requires a lot of strength everybody cannot be transparent but everybody can be honest mm-hmm. because i think transparency is rooted in the root it's mm-hmm. rooted in like the deep core of you not to say not to be you know so deep or overly spiritual i mean not even be overly spiritual but you know not to make because you know people be like oh it's not that deep but it is that deep it is because the only way that you are able to be transparent is if you are deep within yourself mm-hmm. if you have that um sense of awareness about yourself enough to say you know what xyz boom bang bang you know yeah. what i'm saying that's the only way that you're able to just be um transparent yeah so it it takes a it takes a different kind of strength to to be open and vulnerable and raw in front of someone else it takes a lot of strength it really does i think that's i can understand at least for me Uh because i've been there like i opened up to the wrong people and then ended up had my business in somebody else's ear Hmm. and it's like dang yeah the person i called my brother or my sister I now yeah. like because this person that I thought was close to me hurt me mm. now I really can't open up to anybody mm. um but that's why I said <coughs> once you're able to identify the root yeah it's like now I have the discernment to say 
okay, maybe I, it's not time to open up. Right. Maybe I shouldn't open up to this person. Yeah. Maybe I can't open up to this person because they've yeah. shown me these characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So, yeah. That's good. There's a lot of power in, vulner- in vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. yeah. Because I think even me, like, as I've been transparent, and almost like you said, it does take strength because as you're transparent, it's almost like you're unlocking that within you that you were just burying. Uh-huh. It's like now that I finally opened my mouth, uh-huh. it's like, okay, I've said it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, now it almost like it starts, the, It's you're starting the car. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, we started the car. We got to put our foot in the gas. Right. It's like, okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. That's where you start finding the, accountab- the accountability people that yeah. you can trust in your circle. That's it's like, good. okay, I know where to go. Like, I can trust these people, so I'm going to go here. Yeah. And here's my baggage. Like, mm. I need you to get in the car. Come with me. This is where we're going. But mm. until you're transparent, you're just going to be sitting in the car. Child. You're just going to be sitting in the driveway. Girl. Wishing you was at the store. Girl. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Transparency. Y'all better be transparent. Open your mouth. Say something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this episode was because I read your book and I think it was the epitome of transparency, accountability, vulnerability. Wow. It's the epitome of redeemed and saying so. Wow. <laughs> um, because you. the book was so raw. Mm. It was so... And even though like, I knew it was about you, yeah. I, when I stepped back from you know being your friend, looking at it as, oh, this is my friend. My friend went through this. Oh, it's so sad. I looked at it as like... This is someone who really went through something in their life and I'm walking through it with them. Like I'm literally, I was at this party. I was in the car when y'all was turning up. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the dorm room when y'all was acting up. Like, and you really walked, you, you didn't hold back. And I was like, (laughs) wow, this is real. Yeah. Like this is very real. Yeah. And that's, that was very beautiful. Like the way you illustrated that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And you know what? I had to be real because that's where I was. Mm -hmm. I spent too long being Mm -hmm. fake. I spent too long um, trying to please everybody. I spent too long going home and crying myself to sleep at night. I spent too long um, hiding behind the smoke. Mm -hmm. And when I mean smoke, like actual like marijuana, weed, um, (laughs) drugs. Okay, I don't do that no more, so I don't call the police. Um, but I, I spent too long being this 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 person that I wasn't and I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be so real because I know that if I'm going through this, I know somebody else is going through mm-hmm. this as well. So I know that there are a lot of different um, birds out there who are caged. And one of the things about birds, I did a study on it before um, I released the book, of course. And I found that when you put the bird has the ability to fly correct Mm -hmm. um it has wings for a reason so Mm -hmm. it is going to fly it is in some way shape or form has it has the capacity to get off the ground right but when you cage a bird 
nine times out of ten what that does is it mentally shuts off its capacity it mentally shuts off its system to where it thinks that it no longer has the ability to fly so when you take this bird out of the cage Mm -hmm. um, or even if you were to leave the the cage gate open Mm -hmm. it wouldn't fly because it's been in here for so long and it's been bound for so long and so normal exactly and so that's why I it was so important for me to really do a study on that because I thought about it I'm like man how many people are literally in a cage maybe you're not in a physical cage but you're in a mental cage maybe you're in a space where you're like man I don't know what to do I feel like the walls are closing in on me but you you have the capacity to be great you have the potential to be great but you're you're surrounded by chaos you're surrounded by different noises you're surrounded by by destruction you're surrounded by these different things and because you've been surrounded in this so long now you succumb to this but this is why the bible says um to to be transformed to not um conform to the things of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your Your mind mind. and so that is why sometimes you that's why you hear a lot of the times when people are in jail and this makes sense i'm not lost a lot of the times when people are in jail they they they're not they may be bound yeah 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 they may be bound physically but even let's let's even take it a step further okay let's think about paul when he was in jail Mm -hmm. and and you could see that he was bound but even mentally he still had the ability to give a sacrifice of praise he still had the ability to open up his mouth and still praise god while he was yet in this this cell while he was yet in this physical cell and so a lot of the times some of us are in mental cells Mm -hmm. mentally and so I'm like man how many people are mentally in a cell how many people are mentally bound how many people are smiling in front of folks but then on the inside you're like man I could really just listen listen man I could really OD on these drugs right here on this Tylenol listen I could really run off the road real quick I could really go and take these scissors and do what I need to do Mm -hmm. let's be real I could really go and buy all this alcohol and whatever whatever I could really go pull up on homeboy even though I know he doesn't love me but I'm gonna give him what he wants and then in return when I do that he still puts his hands on me but it's the fact that he loves me how many people are caged and you are and 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 you you feel like you have Mm -hmm. no way out but I've come to remind you that there is a way out okay I'm going too hard let me calm down mm-hmm. go but ahead. go off the point is is that I had to be raw I had to be real because there's too many people out here being fake and there's too many people mm-hmm. out here dying there's too many people out here literally are zombies you're like yep. you're, you're a literally. dead man walking literally. you have no life because mentally you're bound and so listen it's time for the cage birds to finally sing because what what happens if you notice see i'm an outside person i love being outside i love 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 <laughs> yeah, we're nature. not the same it's okay it's okay <laughs> my sis don't like being outside that's all right i'll take a picture and show you <laughs> um you. but i love being outside i love to watch nature i love to people watch i just love being outside and just i just love it and so what you'll notice is when you hear one bird sing, mm-hmm. you'll hear another one mm-hmm. sing. And then another one will come from somewhere like, uh-oh, what's going on? What right. y'all doing? Now, I don't understand bird, but <laughs> the point <laughs> the point is that when one bird sings, yeah. another bird sings. And so I told God, I remember I was sitting in my bed in my old apartment, and I was like, Lord. 
you know what? I am willing to look stupid. Mm-hmm. I am. Because what I did was very stupid. It was. In the natural, mm-hmm. it was very stupid. In the natural. In the natural, yeah. it was. Because who opens their mouth and says, Puts oh, by the way, I, I have an incurable STD. Mm-hmm. You you would think, oh, well, you out here having unprotected right. sex. You're out here um, having sex before marriage and you want God to do that. You want God to do what? Mm-hmm. Who out here opens up their mouths and, and gives you full detail? Because you, you put everything out there. everything. everything out there. Listen, I was coming for everybody, okay? okay? Coming for myself. Mama. So I said, you know mm-hmm. what? Lord, I'm willing to look crazy if it means that another bird has the ability to sing. That's so beautiful. That's it. That's, That's the so synopsis, cool. y'all. That's really what it is. That is the cage bird finally sings. It's it's just about, you know, the, the topic of conversation today, like being vulnerable, being mm-hmm. real, being raw, being relatable, being honest about mm-hmm. where you are in life, because that's what life is all about. Um, that is, is that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You got to get in a rhythm of, of just being truthful with yourself. Like, Honestly, not, you know, you, you just have to, uh, that I, I can say this from, from, because I've been there yeah. and now that I'm not, I'm just yeah. like, that's exhausting. Yeah. That's li- like, it takes too much energy to it fake the phone. It takes too much. It's too much. Yeah. And, um. Dang, I just went blank. No, it's all right. You said it might look stupid in the natural. Yeah. But you you put it all out there. Oh, and yeah. And you're healed. Oh, yeah. So what is there to talk about? Like, oh. They can't even try to talk about you. Y'all can. Because they just going to end up looking dumb. Y'all can. And that's all right. I'll pop you. Don't talk about my Good. Let, let them talk, though. Let them talk. Because you you let me know that I'm doing something worthwhile. Thank okay. you. How my, how my name tastes in your mouth? <laughs> oh, okay. Baby, that's just free publicity. Listen. Okay. Listen. Go ahead. Drop the link while y'all at it. Okay. Okay. I'm chilling. on Amazon. Period. No, for real. But like, imagine somebody trying to talk about you and it's like, bro, I'm not even that person anymore. It's like. That's why it doesn't phase me. Mm-mm. It doesn't phase me. Um, somebody tried to bring up something of, of my past to try to throw a dagger at me. And I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> why are you trying to shame me about something that I already did? I already put it Matter out fact, for you. That I already put out for the world to see. So how could Literally. you, do you know how silly you look trying to make me look bad? But in return, you silly look dumb. Girl, gone with Please your wig. Okay. Gone. And buy another <laughs> book while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine as you were writing the book, um, because of how raw it was, you definitely had to relive a lot of that. So what were some of your feelings as you were writing the book? And did that ever discourage you? Did you ever feel like, you know, maybe I just shouldn't do this. Maybe I should stop. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. There was, um, I was on my last two chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was actually on chapter seven. Chapter seven is my favorite chapter in the book because um, it is where I detail um, everything that happened uh, in being sexually assaulted by a family member. And it's my favorite chapter because I think for the first time, that was the first time that I really um, accepted that it did happen, mm-hmm. that that was the truth, and this is what happened, mm-hmm. regardless of how crazy or stupid it may sound or what 
or what who chooses finger, to believe right, it. Right, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, chapter seven uh, is titled Healing. Um, and so, yes, I was in the middle of wrapping this chapter up. And I think I had just told, you know, my dad and, you know, his side of the family about what happened. Um, because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. It was like mentally, it, it was just weighing me down. I could not do it. And so I, I told my people and it, it like the stuff hit the fan. Mm -hmm. It hit the fan and was swinging. The room stank. <laughs> like people yeah. clothes was dirty. <laughs> I just want to paint the picture for you because no, it was a hot yeah. rotisserie mess. It was crazy. It yeah. was like we were in a barnyard. Like mm -hmm. it was crazy. And so at that time, my uh, my cousin reached out to me. The one who assaulted me, he reached out to me. And Ray, when I tell you, I spent it was either two to three hours messaging this boy back mm -hmm. on whatsapp oh i said you don't lost your mind you don't lost your mind i got time today yeah if you got you sitting up here on your phone messaging me oh i'm we're gonna do this mm -hmm. and so i remember it was seven o'clock in the morning i text Pastor josh i said thank you so much oh lord i done dropped his name well that's my mentor <laughs> but i text my mentor and i said listen thank you so much um for <laughs> helping me do this i hope you don't mind me name dropping um <laughs> I said, thank you so much for allowing me to do this, but I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I'm, I'm done with this. This is stupid um, because I'm getting attacked for something that's supposed to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Y'all tell people if something happened to you, say something, and I'm saying something, why am I being attacked? Mm -hmm. And so, for being a um, yeah. And so he was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's what? It's seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't even, you know, gotten up. Can you <laughs> wait? <laughs> Can like, you wait? <laughs> What's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was definitely an instance where I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. And then he had to remind me, Robin, this comes with the territory. Yeah. He said, even at the beginning, he constantly reminded me, he said, Robin, I I asked you, I've asked you, and I continue to ask you. Are you prepared for people to come against you? Mm -hmm. Because you're coming out with something that's so weighty, it leaves, I mean, it's just an open door for, of opportunity, mm -hmm. of opposition. So are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I said, yeah, but dang, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast before right. the book even came out. Um, and so when it came out, that was a whole nother thing. But that was definitely one of the biggest times because I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think another thing that made me super nervous was um, talking about having um, herpes mm -hmm. when I knew that the Lord had already healed me of herpes. But it, it was a crazy thing to say it because I'm like, I've never heard anybody come out and say, number one, I have herpes. Number two, I trust the Lord to heal it. Mm -hmm. Because when you hear about an STD, you're like, oh, you was wilding. You was a thought. Right. You was doing this, da 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 Which in my case, that was not the case. Um, but even if it was, the Lord can still heal if I go to him and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Period, point blank. So He can raise the dead. Okay. Sure, that ain't nothing to him. Nothing. And so I was so scared because I believe only a few people knew mm -hmm. about it at the time. And then also, um, 
I in the book I, I I share the revelation. That was the first time that I ever heard God speak to me so clearly, and He said to me, "Robin, I'm gonna heal you, but it's gonna be in my own timing." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Lord, okay, you know." But you know when you when God tells you something that's super crazy, but it's just between you and Him, so mm-hmm. it's like you know you got all the faith in the world, but then when you start telling people, you like, "Oh, okay, this, sound a little this crazy. sounds crazy." <laughs> I sound like I've gone back crazy. What's going on? And so. Um, that was another thing that I was afraid of because nobody knew. Mm-hmm. No one knew. So I was like, oh, my goodness. This is about to literally end my life. Um, at the time, um, yeah, I was single, still single. Um, and so I was like, man, like, this is going to just ruin my, like, dating life. Yeah. Um, and I was like, God, like, what the freak? I can't put this out here, like... I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to, you know, I I still, I still want to be valued as a woman. I still, I don't want to be viewed as a stained woman. And so, you know, things like that. So it was just a lot of back and forth. Um, But, you know, God did it. So we are here two years later. um, And and God is good. He's a healer. He's, he's a restorer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And so, um, yeah, man, the cage bird finally sings. That's my baby. I that is that. my baby. Toddler. That she is a she's toddler, two. two years old. Wow. That's crazy. She's a big girl now. She's a big girl. <laughs> she is talking. Oh, she, well, she's singing, really. <laughs> okay. Oh my baby. goodness. Mariah Carey singing. Girl, Mariah Carey. Okay. Girl, knocking her out the park. <laughs> so when did you know it was time to write? Like, when did you know it was time to start writing? Um, because you said the sexual assault happened about three years ago. Yes. Um, and the book is two years old. Yes. So when were you like, okay, it's time? Because I think a lot of times some people can do can end up opening their mouth uh-huh. and talking about situations prematurely. Yeah. Or, you know, oversharing uh-huh. or sharing to the wrong people. Um, and that ends up causing more damage to them because they're not emotionally prepared for that. Um, step and it ends up damaging them more so when did you know like okay this is time I knew it was time to write um honestly when I got the name the case bird Mm -hmm. finally sings because I think I had gone through so much prior to the assault but the assault was honestly the cherry on top Mm -hmm. because that pissed me off because prior to the assault four months before the assault um, or cause it's all happened in July. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, four months before the assault, I, I had fully, um, I told God, I said, you know what? I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm really going to be serious about this, you know, Jesus thing and mm-hmm. really being, yeah. you know, wholesome and stop having sex and stop talking to men. Because uh, a part of my story is that I really did struggle, um, I would say the men were my kryptonite. They mm-hmm. were my weakness um, because I had always been affirmed by a man, but it wasn't in the way that a woman needs to be affirmed. Mm-hmm. It was always a physical thing or a lustful thing or a sexual thing. And so for a long time, I just thought that that's where my value was and that's what type of woman that I was. And so when I had gotten the results back from the test and found out that I had an STD, I said, okay. You need to chill out, Mm -hmm. relax, um, and get to know yourself. Who is Robin? Like, 
Who is she? Where is she going? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What irritates her? What does she love? Um, and so I, I just went on that full pursuit. It was the hardest thing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard because I, my phone has never been dry. I always had somebody on my line, mm -hmm. but I was so serious about pursuing after God and being this woman that he called me to be mm -hmm. that I was like, I don't care. Right. If I got to drop you, 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 I don't care. I had, I checked my phone the other day. I totally forgot about this. But at that time, I went through a whole blocking spree. Mm -hmm. There are so many numbers in my phone right now that are still blocked. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I was so serious. And even in things like that, you have to be super aggressive. And so, um, yeah, so I, I was fed up. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to dedicate my life. Da -da 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 -da. So... I'm serious about it. I'm going at it. And then uh, when I get sexually assaulted, that's when I knew that, okay, this is a real thing because the, the sexual assault was more, f more than a sexual assault for mm -hmm. me. It was like, okay, I see that the enemy is really trying to take my identity as being a woman who's only good for sex mm -hmm. because why would a man attack me or, or, you know, come after me right. in this way? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm like, what in what is this? So then that is when I really got pissed. And I said, okay, it's time to up the ante. Because mm -hmm. now I realize that there's something within me that is super valuable mm -hmm. that the enemy clearly doesn't want me to see. Right. So you're going to send a curveball to make me think that, oh, you haven't changed. You haven't transformed. You're going to always be like this. Men are only going to mm -hmm. talk to you for your body. Yeah, you got the cute little waist, the tiny waist, whatever, whatever, and all that stuff. That's all that you're good for. And I said, no, that's, that's not, not it. That's not it. And so, um, so yeah. At that time, I knew back in, so a couple of months later, that happened in July, so um, August, September, October, November, four months after that, I was supposed to start writing the book. Um, actually, no, excuse me. I was supposed to release the blog, Robin Speaks, mm -hmm. um, on November 22nd, uh, 2019, but I was scared, and so then I pushed it back to December 2020, or mm -hmm. December 22nd, 2019, and that's when I initially started writing. Mm -hmm. And then when January came, from the photo that I took after church mm -hmm. um, one Sunday, and I titled the um, the caption as The Case Where Finally Sings, and then um, I sat down that Monday to start blogging for Robin Speaks. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the cage bird finally sings in my spirit. I was like, what, the, what is that? <laughs> um, and so, so I was like, okay. Not so I was burning your ears. Right. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so I went, back to, um, I went back to Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I, I sat down and I said, okay, well, if this is going to be a blog series, let me write out what topics I'm going to talk about. And so I heard rejection, silence, abuse, denial, broken freedom or broken healing freedom. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not just a, a blog post. This is a book. Um, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to just go for it. We'll see what happens. Um, and at first, the, the the first draft was very cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, bye. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't even getting nobody no details. Right, every surface level. Right. So I, I had to go back. And, um, yeah, I went back and I, I gave the full detail. And I, I gave what is now the case bird finally Child, she gave the Listen, I took y'all back to the garden, okay? was naked and not afraid, okay? Period. Because, baby... That book is changing lives, and it Ooh. will continue to. Amen. 
is honestly is so beautiful Amen. like thank you and it's although it's relating to you know sexual assault and from the perspective of a woman right. in relationship with men who don't necessarily value her right um as a woman it's still the theme of taking your trauma and saying this is not who I am yeah is applicable to anybody yeah it is it is um and I think it's 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 not even so much on the sexual assault um I think the sexual assault is just the last mm-hmm. it was just the last thing that mm-hmm. kept me bound because at that point after that I said oh no nah, right no nah, we're not doing this but in each stage you know I walk people through rejection so it's 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 for those who may feel rejected by family Mm -hmm. or you know feeling silent by different things or feeling abused the abuse doesn't have to be physical abuse Mm -mm. it could be emotional mental or physical um and not physical as far as you know throwing hands right you know um and then i walk you through being in denial you Mm -hmm. know being in denial of the abuse right exactly and then being broken by the truth and different things like that so i feel that this book is applicable for anybody in any stage or season in their life um but yeah listen (laughs) my god that's i gotta go back home and read that book (laughs) you know sometimes you gotta go back sometimes you really have to go back and remember who you are remember where you come from from. because it keeps you humble and it Mm -hmm. keeps you grounded and it keeps you reminded that god is indeed a um he's not a man as the scripture says that he's not a man Mm -hmm. that he shall lie nor is he the son of man that he shall repent Mm -hmm. um and he's faithful he's so faithful you just gotta walk that thing out you just have to literally walk that thing out and sometimes you don't even have to look back you don't have to Mm -hmm. sometimes um what's in front of you will Mm -hmm. will will show you what was behind you um and you'll have a a greater appreciation of what's in for in, in front of you and what's to come so man god thank you so what is something now being where you are what is something you would tell your former self oh lord (laughs) oh my god i think oh man i think oh lord who i think what i would tell my former self is that you you know who you are you know who you are right i think i spent a lot of time and even recently i realized that i spent a lot of time dumbing down who i am to fit the capacity or the cup for somebody else and i'm not doing that Mm -mm. i am not doing that because the only person that that hurts is me yeah because the only person who is left in question and confused Mm -hmm. and bewildered is me Mm -hmm. is you if you are that person who feels as though you keep dumbing yourself down or you keep putting a shade on your light and and you keep dimming your light so somebody Mm -hmm. else can see baby if you can't see go get you some sunglasses or get out the way because i'm born to shine and i'm going to shine Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm not gonna like i think that was the most irritating thing um growing up was I knew I knew there was I I knew I was born for greatness I knew right I I just knew I was a powerful woman I knew I was a strong little girl even in the it just even growing up right I just knew but it was like you can't say things like that because then sometimes people Mm -hmm. take that as you being cocky or you being arrogant it's like no 
That's literally who just who I am, and I know who I am. But I feel like when you, when you kind of when you're shaky in that, um, you allow for like so many people to just come in and say whatever. And so because I didn't know who I was, or I didn't stand mm-hmm. firm in who I knew I was. Um, a lot of people came and placed a lot of labels on me mm-hmm. that I had to remove later on in life. Um, look at me like I'm 47. Girl, I'm only 22. <laughs> You've lived a lot of life, though. Child. So. You've lived a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like somebody's church mother. <laughs> so even now, um, being where you are as yeah. this woman who's able to stand in the authority of Jesus and who yeah. knows who she Come is. On, and Jesus. it's like. There's no, like, you can't, nobody can tell you otherwise. Nah, you can't. Shut but your you're still, <laughs> there is. Shut up. Shut up and shut it down. Okay. Um. <laughs> Window, shut Window. out. Girl, shut it down. And don't restart, okay? Don't. Just unplug. Girl, just break the motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> not you making me forget. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I got jokes. I play too much. <laughs> so, as someone mm-hmm. who you you're where you are now yeah but you're still human yes you still have your triggers if you will unfortunately how do you how do you deal with those now being mm. where you are yeah you know so in my second book um signed a girl trying to heal mm-hmm. this book is honestly a pocket guide to um to living and maintaining triumph and so in this book i talk about the owl system which is acknowledge accept and live Mm -hmm. so whenever i have a trigger i have to take a moment to pause Mm -hmm. because me i'm a busybody. i like to go 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 i gotta be still and when i recognize that something is wrong see a lot of the times especially in the church we just associate emotions as um ooh, uh-uh, pray that away yeah. get that get away get away <laughs> like um, <laughs> stop that first of all um because <laughs> your soul is literally made up of your mind will and emotions yes. so yes. if you are running something away um that is a part of you that when god breathed his his breath into you and you became a living soul mm-hmm. as some versions of the bible does say um you then then there's an imbalance right Mm -hmm. and so i have to take a moment to pause and really ask myself and really backtrack you know trace my steps Mm -hmm. what happened where did this come from what did i see who did i talk to what did i read what did i go back and read again or Mm -hmm. what did i go back and look at again so i have to acknowledge it first of all Mm -hmm. acknowledge the trigger because a lot of the times we try to move past and ignore it and just do busy work no, because uh-uh. when right. it's time to go to bed, I'm so, going to bed. I'm yeah. not sitting up here thinking about this, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to acknowledge it. And then you have to accept. Sometimes you have to reaccept mm-hmm. that the event has occurred. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times when triggers do come, it's it's like, it's like oh my God, it's right, like you're right. reliving it again. Um, but you have to accept it. Whether you have to accept it 10 times within one minute, mm-hmm. that is okay. Or 10 times within an hour or a day, you know, space it, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you have but to do. But saying like, I know right. you're there. Exactly. And so the acceptance is not, um, 
acceptance of the event, but it's acceptance of you acknowledging that the event mm -hmm. has happened. And so after you've done that, then it's it's time to live. It's time to, to get back to life. I think, honestly, now that I've healed, I realize that I realize the stronghold that trauma really has on us. Mm -hmm. I realize how it is a, a, a clogger to the pipeline of the soul. Mm -hmm. I realize how it really halts people in their destiny and their pursuit to living in total freedom. And so when it's time to get back to life, it's time for you to get back to your day. It's time for you to get back, get back to having fun with your friends and your family mm -hmm. and your, you know, your loved ones and things like that. It's time for you to get back to having fun just having fun whatever that mm -hmm. looks like for you right. but it's, it's time to get back to living because this thing is a dead thing and it's trying to weigh you down and so once you've gone through the steps of acknowledging and accepting it drop that weight and let's get back to Let life let's get back to life please please i got time for that i be walking like i talk it girl <laughs> well that was my last question wow this was fun this was amazing. This was fun. I'm I sorry, y'all. This is long. I hope, you know, maybe y'all run on treadmill. Child, they don't have to get the over gym. <laughs> Maybe you're on a road wow. trip. <laughs> <laughs> this is, wow. This has been one of my favorite episodes. No, this was dope. Wow. This was dope. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Seriously, thank you for your time and your vulnerability. Oh, Lord. Because, no, you didn't have to. You really Child. didn't. You could have been like, go read the book. No. You, you didn't know. have to come sit here for over an hour of your day and share with me and i i don't take it for granted at no, all i appreciate you. you thank you for even you know doing this thank you for creating spaces for your listeners to really connect with different voices that you bring on your mm -hmm. platform um and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and i'm i'm grateful that you invited me on the show um and and i'm so excited to see what what comes from this i'm so excited to see where you thank go you. so I'm proud of you. Like I said, I, I say it to her offline, so don't even trip. Mm -mm, She's she do. well loved. That's my megaphone. But I got I got to come on here <laughs> online, let y'all know that I support my sis. And thank I'm, you. I'm super happy, super proud. But thank y'all. I hope y'all enjoy. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This Tell them where super, they can get your fun. books. Yes. So and um, merchandise, baby. So my books are available to you at www. Hold on, www dot Robin Robin with an um, E. Yes, Robin with an E. R O B Y N E. Speaks S P E A K S dot com, mm -hmm. um, and you can shop also for um, our Trauma to Triumph merch, crew necks. We have some more things in store for you. Um, and so y'all just be on the lookout. And if you want to follow me on the socials, follow yes, me at Robin up, Speaks on instagram and facebook for those of y'all who are still saved and sanctified with the i'm Holy staying Ghost. on facebook okay purr. i'm not getting on facebook purr. ever <laughs> purr. but that is it y'all yes. thank y'all thank y'all i love y'all have a great week and until next time peace 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 out to the east side Lord.